Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. And we will make America great again. by the new calls to adopt socialism. America was founded on liberty and independence, not government coercion, domination, and control. We are born free, and we will stay free. America will never be a socialist country. One way that the right does try to mischaracterize uh, what we're doing as though it's like some kind of massive government takeover. Obviously, it's not that. Are you prepared to put on the table that, yes, actually, they're right. What this requires is massive government intervention. It does. It does. Yeah, I have no problem saying that. You are fake news. You suck. Very fake news. Yeah, I agree with that. Skag free wherever he is. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can't ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Big week of news, as always, on the docket for tonight. We have a uh, brief recap of the State of the Union address, since everybody's talked that to death. I don't want to go through the whole thing, but there were a few pieces of it that stood out to me. And interestingly, pieces that I really liked about these segments and pieces of the same yeah. segments that I really hated. Yeah. So yeah. It, was, it was sort of strange. Nonetheless, the speech was generally well received by the public, not just on partisan lines, but generally overall. So good for the president. It seems like he did what he set out to do. So Meanwhile, long. It, it, it was always, extremely always long. long. And I was so excited to hear from Stacey Abrams. Oh, and God. The story of her too. dad and the yeah. jacket and the yeah. hobo, which I won't get into again, but oh, my God. Whatever. Meanwhile, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez has a Green New Deal plan for those unwilling to work. Sounds like a sweet deal to me. Unwilling to work, I get free health care, guaranteed income. Yeah. I get to uh, ride on trains that go across the globe really fast, except Great. for. No more cows, no more fast food. Uh, so bad news if you uh, if you work at McDonald's at the airport. But the good news is that you'll get everything else handed to you via AOC's magic wand. So we'll go through um, we'll go through that. It is like the best like plan you've like ever seen. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, has it made you really self conscious about your own speaking patterns? 
since I realized yeah. how dumb she sounds, now every time I say like, I'm like, I have to eliminate this from my mind. <laughs> I, I don't want people to think I'm some stupid millennial. I know I tend to go, um, and, and do those sorts of ticks. Everyone has their yeah. ticks. That yeah. said, I am very aware of the likes these days. You're right. When last we left our story in Virginia, it was just about one guy's blackface. Uh, my, yeah. how things have escalated since. <laughs> disaster <laughs> i had speculated last sunday that northam for sure would be out within the week right right turns out that's wrong and also he's arguably <laughs> the lesser controversial person now meanwhile nobody cares about the thing that started the whole incident which was the discussion the of infanticide essentially yeah, okay so yeah. we'll go through all that uh what was your favorite elizabeth warren for president moment because it seems like it's over before it even started. She I don't know. Announced... Probably when she was on stage, like flapping around her old wrists. She looks yeah. so frail and elderly. I think you you predicted that Gillibrand's going to be out first, right? Well, I had said, yeah, I had said last week that I, I thought Gillibrand or Booker would be out. That was before the newest Warren yeah. revelation that she had claimed native ancestry on multiple occasions. Have you changed your rankings? Well, don't forget, we'll get to it in a moment, too. Amy Klobuchar is now in the mix. Who? so. Exactly. How many times do you have to tell me who this is before I remember? Exactly. Well, you'll get a reminder momentarily. And then to close the show, the ultimate progressive Gordian knot this week as British Muslims protest a gay teacher for indoctrinating their kids about homosexuality. My uh, oh my, whose side do you take? Yeah. This is an interesting one. In uh, other and then, predictable news of the week. Uh, yeah, hoax hate out of Canada. Uh, hoax hate in Edmonton, Alberta. To, uh, to take a look at, or at least likely hoax hate. So we'll close with that. Uh, and of course, we will take super chats on YouTube or Streamlabs in between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. It's going to be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thanks for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for supporting the show on mattchristensenmedia.com. And thanks for emailing us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. If you'd like to take the show on the go in an audio format, you can do that with the links in the description, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and more. Wherever you find your, your podcasts, you can find us, of course. A few pieces of art before we hop into it. I had mentioned last week in our discussion of Booker and Gillibrand and the rest of them that there were going to be two factors in the presidential race for the Democrats. It's going to be a, a combination of intersectionality and hatred for Trump. So if you're not intersectional, you're really going to have to hate Trump. <laughs> yeah, extra. Uh, hate him extra. Yeah. 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 So uh, El Vaquero actually put this into graphic form. This is sort of like a three-dimensional graphic of like the sweet spot where you do want to be just the right intersectionality and have just the right <laughs> Trump derangement. That's a visualization. Uh, so take note, Democratic candidates, you want to be right there on like 0.6 on the intersectionality. Yeah, point you see that little yellow spot right there? Yeah. That's Kamala Harris. She's yeah, the tip right. of the spear. It, yeah. I'm telling you guys, she's she's got it in the bag. Based on this chart or this graphic representation, she probably is the right pick. Uh, so thank you for that. And then I got this from um, from Vizzy. This is, uh, <laughs> we, we were talking about Coon Man the superhero or the uh. villain last week, also known as Junior King Man. Remember that? Oh my it's God. It's Junior King Man. But yeah, versus us, Beta Man and the Blonde Fuhrer. That's pretty cool. Are uh, you watching what's, what's happening in Virginia and thinking, wow, you, you and I, we could just never run for any political position ever well it seems like the the counter example because 
Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. We, by which I mean you, have said some shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I still think it's I still think it could be explained away easier than like blackface and KKK costume picture. I, I don't know. I, I just don't bad. care about that. I don't know. I I did brown face with the Indian costume. That's true. I yeah. I could never run for office, but for a variety of reasons, you know. Well, we've said before by the time we're like of the age to run, like 40, 50, that kind of yeah, that kind of yeah. age, that pretty much everyone's dirt is going to be public anyway, so maybe it won't matter. I'm maybe at really that point, banking on that. Like too much. Well, I don't I don't want to run for <laughs> office anyway, but maybe at that point, uh yeah. basically everyone will have worn blackface too. Maybe that will come out. If, if Virginia is any indicator, everyone has Everyone yeah. has a, a blackface photo. I don't know. Apparently. I heard Tucker Carlson talking about it. He's like, how many people do you know that have done blackface? I'm like, I've seen blackface at a lot of college Halloween parties, if I'm mm. being totally honest. Haven't you? Uh, I didn't really go to a lot of college Halloween parties. I I, I don't know. Maybe. Like, nobody's life should be ruined for that. You just got drunk. No, like- it's a stupid costume. It's like, remember when Prince Harry wore a Hitler costume so many years ago? Yeah. And it was like supposed to ruin his life too. I don't care. I don't care what costume people wear. I, I, I don't care how offensive it is. I like to be offended on Halloween. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, I want the most care. grotesque costumes possible. So uh, keeping with the Virginia tradition, Rommel sent me this clip that he edited up with Ralph Northam. I suspect this is some kind of abortion protest outside the White House, and he just kind of retrofitted it for today's <laughs> purposes. But this was a, this was a very funny uh, video. Check this out. I need your money to kill babies by abortion. You, taxpayer, give me your money to pay for baby killing. No, I don't believe in abortion. I don't care. Render to Caesar what the Caesars. Give me money to kill babies. All right, all right, I'll pay you. Don't do blackface anymore. Please, please, kill my baby. <laughs> kill my baby. You, kill that woman's baby. This used to be a joke. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) All right, so thank you for that, Rommel. That was uh, that was delightful. What is this timeline? Yeah, I I don't know exactly what's going on there, but it uh, it's funny how it's loosely applicable (laughs) instead of absurd. Anyway, I mentioned um, just moments ago, if you thought uh, Kirsten Gillibrand was forgettable, uh, meet Amy Klobuchar, who the senator from Minnesota, who is now running for president. She announced today uh, in uh, Minneapolis amid a snowstorm, looked like everybody was having a lot of fun. I was I was doing the uh, the show prep and I had this stream on because I wanted to see just how exciting it is to wait for Amy Klobuchar to get on stage during a Minnesota blizzard. So I, you know, I'm sure all these people had a lot of fun, but check out um, in addition to her, you know, the the hype and enthusiasm of her announcement, check out the hype of the guy charged with uh, warming up the crowd before the speakers that introduced her. This was hilarious. Everybody say all the way, all the way. with Amy K. With all the way, with Amy K. Klobuchar, superstar. Yeah, wow. I stand before you 
as the granddaughter oh, of like. an iron-ore right. miner, as the daughter of a teacher and a newspaper man, as the first woman elected to the United States Senate from the state of Minnesota. To announce oh. my candidacy for President of the United States. This is low energy nonsense. How much was that guy paid to screech for Amy Klobuchar? I know. Everybody got a hot meal for doing this. <laughs> Apparently. Oh, my God. It was so cringe, too. Like, the whole thing had tons of pandering. It was, it, like, it had all these, like, I don't know, like, black groups uh, up there entertaining the crowd, like, with all these, like, I, I don't know, just shout-outs to, like, black identity politics and stuff. You can go through the whole thing and watch it, and it's like, yeah, I know, I'm sure that you didn't, you know, organize this with a with an eye for the diversity grab bag to That's put all these. That's so racist. It, it's, oh, my God. It's uh, it's a sight to behold. It's like, behold, all of my all of my black friends who are up here to show how connected to the urban inner city minority communities I am. Okay, I don't think cool. black people fall for this shit either. I, I think they're looking at this going like this is a wealthy white woman who's blatantly trying to pander to us and thinks that we're idiots. Right. I mean, that's what I would Bichar, think. Uh, superstar. Yeah. Oh, no. it, it sounded legit to me. I think. <laughs> all right. Uh. Update on the, uh, Je- uh, not Jesse, Jussie, Jussie Smollett saga, which of course we discussed in detail last week. So there's not a lot of new factual information, but this look, as every day goes by without corroborating evidence, this looks more and more like bullshit. And it, if you believe a lot of the reporting, people, um, authorities in Chicago and media figures in Chicago privately believe Agree. that. Yeah. to be the case. So we've got various reporters saying Chicago police superintendent, Eddie Johnson says, um, Jesse Smollett is still being treated as the victim in this case. But if the investigation does reveal, he made a false report. He will be held accountable. He's not going to be held accountable for shit. This reporter says, um, Chicago police department is publicly, uh, still calling him a victim, but sources in the department <laughs> tell me that the investigative focus has now shifted and they're investigating Smollett for the hoax. So Good. if that's to be believed, then perhaps something will come of it. There's this uh, op-ed over at Mediaite, and according to this author, who apparently has some sources or people he talks to, he says, quote, behind the scenes, however, based on conversations I have with multiple people covering the story, there is a radically different take on what really did happen to Smollett. In short, there is near unanimity among police sources that Smollett's story is very likely not true and that even the media outlets still regarding the current party line don't really believe it. Well, yeah. Yeah. But we got to prop up the narrative. We got to. So ridiculous. Did people not vet this at all? TMZ should be held accountable for their poor reporting here. I mean, he went to the police station with a noose around his neck, like <laughs> traveled. And he, then he still had a sandwich. He had a, a noose around his neck and a Subway sandwich. If you kick a guy's ass, you take his sandwich. That seems like for a sure. prize that you earn in a fight. Yeah. Like, Not only I just did I kicked beat some you up. guy's ass and now I want to eat a free sandwich. Yeah, of course. I would steal the guy's sandwich if I beat him. Everybody up. would steal sense. that guy's sandwich. So keep an eye on this. Of course, uh, if it can be demonstrated, which I believe 99.9%, this is not true. Uh, and if it can be conclusively demonstrated to be untrue, I think he should be prosecuted. Uh, yeah. So, well, uh, you know, I'm holding out hope, fingers crossed, maybe not likely. It's not going to happen. But, I know when I think of Chicago, I think of wealthy white mega country, not <laughs> black on black violence and South side shootings and 
like tens, probably hundreds of homicides that have gone uninvestigated in the last yeah. few years. Uh, some really cool news kind of personally for me this week. I, I found out about this through a bajillion people emailing me and tweeting me, but Nick Sandman's lawyer, Lynn Wood, put together a 15-minute video um, called Nick Sandman, The Truth in 15 Minutes, which details all the false claims made by the, the Covington kids. Surprise to me, the video includes a narration from one of my recent videos, which was very awesome to see. So check this out. This is from Sandman's lawyer. Phillips couldn't be specific about what the boys shouted. And so far, no video evidence has emerged supporting his claims. What broke this up is someone calling to the students saying their bus was there. That's what pulled them away. In my mind, well, yes, they could say they're running to the bus, but if you look at it from another angle, they're running from the police. I'm still waiting for that angle. <laughs> I wanted to include that because it's such an absurd claim. But anyway, here we go. Liar. Inserting the first of a few desperate pieces of new evidence that Covington students paint themselves not in a multicolored gesture of school spirit, but because they want to mock opponent black players, color washes are a theme of Covington school spirit. The Covington teens harassed a woman and called her a slut, <laughs> and what we're directed to is an eight second video clip with Never mind that the poster of it engages in the same type of hateful language we're trying to crucify <laughs> other people for. Doesn't matter. 70,000 plus retweets. By the way, what a fantastic tweet. If you did, if you missed this earlier, hateful crucify other this one flies are poop sucking N words. That's, that's like all time ridiculous tweet that I've ever seen from this lady who claims to have been harassed by yeah. the Covington kids. No, but this was really cool. Um, you know, whenever we show up as uh, contributing to a major story like this, that's that's really awesome yeah. to see. It kind of brings a tear to my eye. It's like, oh, oh gay. people are paying attention. That's that's very nice. So thanks to everybody who sent that to me. It was really cool to see. And, um, and you know, I, I hope this works out for Nick Sandman. I, I I'm very excited to see how this lawsuit proceeds. And uh, speaking of the lawsuit, there's additional news on that front too, because uh, the same lawyer, uh, Lynn Wood, is saying not only are they going to go after all the celebrities and media outlets that we talked about last week, some 50 names on that list, they're actually going to go after Nathan Phillips himself, the Indian good. guy very himself. Good. So um, the lawyer says, uh, he tells LifeSite News that he will sue Nathan Phillips um, over the defamation of the Covington kids, he says Phillips, quote, lies and false accusations against Sandman and the other Covington students were well documented or are well documented. Yeah, they really are. The first round of lawsuits is expected within two weeks. So we should see exactly what is going on uh, or at least the type of action that they're pursuing in a couple of weeks time. We'll see how that goes. I got a I got uh, before we hop into the State of the Union, I have three just crazy state law stories I'm kind of grouping together or forthcoming or current state laws. But <laughs> if you saw this this week, uh, three Pennsylvania lawmakers want to add a 10% violent video game tax on any games sold in the state that are rated mature. The money raised would enhance school safety measures around the state. So if you enjoy your violent video games, you'll have to pay the extra six or so bucks in Pennsylvania, potentially representative Chris Quinn a Republican, Republican of all people, joining a Democrat in support of this bill uh, tells NBC10, this is not about censorship, 
but rather about finding a new revenue stream. He did, however, note that, quote, many have concluded that violent video games are a risk factor for potential uh, violence. I don't think so. Uh, well, I can say if, if violent video games are generating killers or school shooters, presumably we'd have a lot more school shooters. For sure. There's a lot of... I'm not saying that video games are great. Like, yeah, they're great for a child's development. Play more. But I am saying they're kind of like any entertainment that, you know, enjoyed in moderation reasonably, I don't think is any more dangerous than anything else. But, you know, here we're going, we're going to tax certain forms of art, certain forms of entertainment, certain forms of speech that we don't like or we do like. That's, that's territory that I would be very hesitant to walk into. Yeah, and what kind of school safety measures? Yeah, they don't say in the story. I, I'm sure it's a you know bucket of rocks type stuff or mini baseball bats. Great. Definitely not armed guards. As I've said many times on this work. show, dealing with fatherless households would do more for school shootings than any kind of gun legislation or yeah. taxing stupid things like video games. No doubt. We asked previously about uh, the New York law that basically took abortion, not basically, it did. It took abortion out of the criminal code entirely in New York. What that means for someone who say, I don't know, killed a pregnant lady, would he oh be charged in just the killing of the woman or would he be charged for the killing of the unborn child as well? Well, now we have an answer um, because there's this case. I mean, it took like a week to get an answer. There's a, a case following exactly this fact pattern in New York of a man who is accused of killing his pregnant girlfriend Prosecutors initially included an abortion charge on a Queens man who's accused of, of murdering uh, this pregnant girlfriend of his. They dropped the charge because of the new Reproductive Health Act specifically. Queens District Attorney Richard Brown sent out a press release saying Anthony Hobson, 48, the guy accused of this, would be charged with, uh, would be charged with second degree abortion uh, as well as murder in the fatal stabbing. But then a DA spokesman Spokeswoman later came out and told the Post, the New York Post, that the abortion charge, quote, was repealed by the legislature. And this is the law as it exists today. So, well, this was we, we talked about how this was going to happen. Um, this is an obvious unintended consequence of this law. And isn't it going to incentivize, not incentivize, but be less of a disincentive to kill your pregnant wife or girlfriend? I don't know. We'll have to see if murders of pregnant women go up or down. Well, in it New is. York. There's a statistical uh, increase in your your chance of getting murdered when you're pregnant. Hmm. It, it's, you know, I suppose common. I suppose there's a strong motive that wouldn't otherwise exist. Yeah, it's supposed to be the the time in your life that you're most likely to get murdered. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, I can imagine that, like, if I'm weighing whether or not I'm going to kill somebody that just baby trapped me. I'm going to think, am I going to get that extra charge of murdering the child? And if not, I might just take my 15 years for good behavior. For New York Democrats, can I say at least they're consistent? I was wondering <laughs> how they'd go on this. They, they say, I don't care if you kill it, he kills it, they kill it, whoever. It doesn't matter. It's not a life as far as the state of New York is concerned. That's just insane. But they had to yeah. do this for continuity, I suppose. I guess. I guess. that's That's always been one argument that was tough for me. When I considered myself strongly pro-choice, I never had a good answer for that, which is to say, don't you think murder of a pregnant woman is two murders? 
It for sure is. And I was never prepared to say like, no, 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 no. It's just one. The other thing is just a a thing. It's a clump of cells. It's not a life, whatever. Yeah. Uh, So at least they've, I guess, gone where I previously was not courageous enough to go and say that that's not a life at all. I don't care who kills it. Doesn't matter. Okay. Last thing. uh, Previously, I did a video. I don't know when this was like a couple, maybe like a month or two ago, uh, late in the year, 2018. But it was about this proposal in New York that would require you to give your social media passwords to the state oh, in order to buy a gun. Well, that's, that's great. Illinois uh, says, great idea. State Representative Daniel Dydek, I think that's how you say it, introduced a bill, uh, the bill, and told CNN that, quote, the Parkland kids played uh. a big role in inspiring him to pursue the measure. He felt uh, he and other lawmakers were taking a more proactive approach to preventing gun tragedies rather than only acting in the immediate aftermath of a mass shooting. Again, to people who might not be strongly pro-Second Amendment, pro-gun, whatever, I submit to you cases like this, where when you let them chip away at your Second Amendment rights, inevitably they come for other things. Your first, your fourth. Just think of the entire Bill of Rights essentially is implicated by these types of proposals. Not only the idea that you have to ask the state for permission to exercise your rights, but that you have to consent to them searching through, you know, digging through your every drawer and looking at uh, everything you've ever said on the Internet, privately or publicly. As a means to exercise rights, not privileges, rights. So, <laughs> and not to mention that Illinois has already basically the strictest gun laws. Well, maybe not state, Chicago. Illinois, the state, still has very strict gun laws, though. The idea that if only we just checked the yeah, social media yeah. accounts of all these law-abiding citizens, then our gun violence surely yeah, yeah. would drop. If okay, I understand correctly, Chicago is very safe and there's almost no gun violence there, right? Except for MAGA hat wearers at two in the morning right. during the polar vortex who are, don't even want your Subway sandwich. Okay, uh, so let's, uh, let's hop into the State of the Union and then we'll get into the Green New Deal and all the rest of this. Um, my overall take on the State of the Union speech on Tuesday night, I thought it was overall a good speech, albeit long, but overall I think the president got done what he needed to do he did emphasize points of unity with Democrats and I think he took them to task where necessary I think he did a good job of getting shots of them not clapping for fundamentally uncontroversial things which isn't necessarily unique to the Democrats both parties do this to some extent but there's a lot of political optics games to be yeah, played and lots of hooting and hollering I didn't like it hmm. you didn't you didn't like what just the too much clapping or what do you mean just in general, like there's no decorum anymore. Mm. Uh, although I did like it when he was talking about socialism and somebody was like, Boo! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got that clip coming up momentarily because that's one of the things I appreciated. Um, but yeah, Democrats not clapping for things like low minority unemployment, arresting coyotes, those yeah. those types of things. The whole clapping thing, though, if you eliminated that, it would have been like 40 minutes shorter. <laughs> yeah, you're better off not watching the thing live and just getting it on YouTube later and watching it on double speed. Yeah, really much better use of time or not watching it in its entirety and then watching everybody's recap about it. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Which is the blonde way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, A couple, couple segments of the speech that really stood out to me. One is on illegal and, and legal immigration that I thought, well, like both, both of these instances, there's things I really like and things I really don't. And the other piece was this socialism piece that you were mentioning. So let's watch the clips and then, and I'll explain 
what I think is fantastic about them and what bugs me about them. Here's Trump talking about uh, immigration on Tuesday night. This is a moral issue. The lawless state of our southern border is a threat to the safety, security, and financial well-being of all America. We have a moral duty to create an immigration system that protects the lives and jobs of our citizens. This includes our obligation to the millions of immigrants living here today who followed the rules and respected our laws. I want people to come into our country in the largest numbers ever. Bill. But they have to come in legally. Bill. <laughs> the Democrats don't even stand for that. Come on. I mean, that's the thing. They don't Tonight, even like I'm that. I'm asking you to defend our very dangerous southern border out of love and devotion to our fellow citizens and to our country. No issue better illustrates the divide between America's working class and America's political class than illegal immigration. Wealthy politicians and donors push for open borders while living their lives behind walls and gates and guards. Meanwhile, working class Americans are left to pay the price for mass illegal immigration. Reduced jobs, lower wages, overburdened schools, hospitals that are so crowded you can't get in, increased crime, and a depleted social safety net. Tolerance for illegal immigration is not compassionate. It is actually very cruel. Hmm. You seem to have some strong thoughts. Well, okay. I understand the optics. I understand that he cannot take a position where he wants a moratorium on immigration, which is mm-hmm. immigration well, in general. That's really what we need. I understand he's not going to go there. But like in the grand scheme of things, this isn't just an illegal immigration problem. We have a demographic problem. There are too many Mexicans in this country. We have a conversation about preserving our culture and our civilization. Well, what confused me a little bit was I'm glad that he brings up the costs of illegal immigration. I don't dispute those costs at all. But it does seem odd to me that you would say, on the one hand, here's all the costs of a whole bunch of low-skill people coming into our country. By the way, I want more of them than ever. I want it, to, but I want it to be legal. Right, well, right. It seems to me that a lot of the costs you're just you're talking about would still be the effect of such a policy, even if it were legal. So that that was a little weird to me. It was boomer but... civic nationalist nonsense. He was trying to appeal to Democrats and neocons. I oh. mean, I want I, I to wanna... I want to believe that he doesn't want any more immigration, and he's just saying this to well, appease some people. But I don't know. I mean, well, it's a weird it's a weird position to take more immigration than ever. No, I don't know no. how I don't know how well that polls. Like, I would not be in the camp that says more than ever. I'd say no. Actually, in fact, we have a lot of things that I'd like to get rid of. I'd like a right, merit based right. only immigration policy. Do away yeah, with things like the diversity exactly. visa. But, waiver, but if they're all low skilled, then or the lottery or whatever. And we're letting them in legally. It's the same net outcome for me and average Americans than if you have if you have 20 million illegal and 10 million legal and then you have 30 million that are legal. It's the same fucking problem for me. Hmm. So I don't know that I even care that much. Like he needs to talk about immigration. 
I will say, since I'm since I'm being so negative here, the one thing, the reason I chose this clip and what I thought was excellent about it was he framed tolerance for or even support for illegal uh, illegal immigration as fundamentally immoral, cruel. I like when you take the Democrats to task on their claims of the moral high ground. And I think he did an excellent job of doing that there. These people who, as he describes, like Nancy Pelosi, you live in your gated communities, you live behind, you live with guards, armed guards, you have all of these luxury protections that the average citizen doesn't have. And yet you're going to lecture everybody else about tolerance and diversity and inclusion and all of these things. I thought that was fantastic. I I really appreciated how he did that. Right, right. I mean, I don't know. As always, I wish he had been more firm. Um, And I don't I don't really feel like he's solving this greatest of all problems that we have. Hmm. Well, um, you know, uh, we'll get to the public opinion response after this second clip i mean it seemed to to defend him to to give him as much credit as possible it does seem that people are receptive to the message so that's true uh, politically maybe you know politically if you want to pull people a little more in a direction that you'd like maybe it's wise yeah uh, i mean i i do how much of this do you think he really believes and how much do you think it's optics to try to edge people closer to him. I feel like I almost never know what Trump really believes. Neither do I. To be I mean, honest, it's all over the place. Trump, I don't, Trump is not a principled guy in my estimation. He's I think a populist, which we knew can go both ways. I mean, hmm. he also does have a fragile ego. Yeah. Which That's I his worry. number one principle is, are you nice to Trump or not? Yeah. yeah. And I worry that that is swaying his immigration policy, um, which is why I'm in the culture camp on this one. Yeah. He likes to get applause from certain people, as we'll see in a moment. He gets applause from Ivanka and Chuck Schumer in a moment that I absolutely hated. But what I did like was this moment of talking about socialism, not because I'm so happy at him like owning the libs or something like that. What I liked is he stood up for fundamental American values of independence uh, and and liberty and to be free from government coercion. I really appreciate the way this was delivered. So here's what he had to say about socialism. Here in the United States, we are alarmed by the new calls to adopt socialism in our country. America was founded on liberty and independence and not government coercion, domination, and control. We are born free, and we will stay free. And then this classic moment with Bernie. (laughs) We renew our resolve that America will never be a socialist country. Good. I mean, the fact that this even has to be said is a little shocking in and of itself, but I do appreciate that. And I like to look at everybody's smug face when like Nancy's just sitting back there like. I I agree 100% with what he's saying there. I guess if I'm going to go a little bit negative again, we didn't have a lot of talk about scaling back existing tax and spend programs. We didn't have a lot of talk about getting those things under control. Yeah. which would be the ideal. Like if you actually agree with those, with the philosophy you're articulating, we've got a bloated federal government that's doing way too much of this coercion and domination. We got to scale that back. The status quo is, is actually bad. 
Yeah, so, I, I agree. I wish you would address that. But we also have to think about what the purpose of the State of the Union is. And it's yeah. to rally the troops, try to convert some independence, and then to maintain a position of power. So I think that yeah. he's probably thinking less along policy lines and fulfilling promises than he is about strategy, political strategy. What bugged me is less than 10 minutes before that, he talks about how proud he is to be introducing potential law or be supporting potential law for paid family leave. I'm not sure whether he means that employers are going to be forced to provide paid family leave, or if he means there's going to be another government entitlement where if you have a kid, you get paid to be off of work for X amount of time. Anyway, here's what he had to say about it. sounds like it sounds like Ivanka. Well, yeah, the camera cuts right to her clapping and yeah, because that was this, this this was clearly her idea and Chuck Schumer. Yeah. I am also proud to be the first president to include in my budget a plan for nationwide paid family leave so that every new parent has the chance to bond with their newborn child. Well, there's Ivanka. Big grin. There's Chuck Schumer, who loves it too. Explain oh my God, to me. All this hooting and hollering. It's so awful. I need Trump to explain to me how you're going to do this without government coercion. Either yeah. you're going to coerce business to provide this benefit, or you're going to tax people to provide this benefit. It will be accomplished with coercion. Not to mention, <laughs> if, if, if you're just going to provide a, a federal benefit, Cut people a check to have a kid. What could possibly go wrong? I can't imagine what what would go wrong in such a scenario. Mm-hmm. You want to replace the father even more? Go with that. Go with that route. Good job. Yeah, that's that's a problem. That's a problem. That said, you know, if private employers want to provide this benefit, great. I, that that's a competitive mechanism for employers to attract. Uh, the best employees in the market. If, if employers are voluntarily providing this benefit, great. I have no issue with that. But the idea that the government is going to force this or provide it, bad idea, totally contrary to the anti-socialist philosophy he articulates 10 minutes after this. Right. Right. So yeah, that, that kind of bugged me. But um, but yeah, uh, to, the, to the actual reaction to the speech, as I mentioned um, earlier, uh, this this went over fairly well. So the numbers I see here, uh, a, a CBS YouGov poll the night of the speech found 76% of uh, respondents in approval. Trump's uh, job approval rating bumped three points to 47% approval in uh, the Hill-Harris-X survey as mm. well. So, you know, you don't if you want to say successful speech, I guess you don't necessarily have to listen to me because it appears that most people thought this was... Uh, an overall good speech. And I want to be clear overall, I thought it, it was, was a good fine. speech yeah. too. I, I, I picked those two things cause those are the things that stood out to me as oddly, very positive and very negative at the same time. Like it's right. weird how I had that perception, but hmm. um, let's do, <laughs> let's, let's hop into the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez response before we take a break. And we'll kind of link that into the, uh, the green new deal. I'm starting to kind but, of love her. Really? Well, only because she 
just makes the left look so bad. I think that she is just the best thing that could have happened mm. to conservatives. Well, she thinks she's making them look great. That's what's interesting. And she'll she'll yeah. mention this in her response because this is what I get a kick out of. It's like everybody's supposedly obsessed with AOC and she's the favorite punching bag of conservatives. What does NBC News do? I was watching NBC for the for the State of the Union. Immediately after the speech is done, oh, we're going to to the new congresswoman so hip that she just goes by AOC now. It's like the first thing they do when the speech yeah. is over, before Stacey Abrams has even spoken. We're going to go to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. So this is what she had to say immediately after the speech itself on NBC. Well, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was elected to the House from New York last November, just weeks after her 29th birthday. She's a progressive Democrat, a favorite target of conservatives, and already so well-known she can go by just her initials, AOC. And she joins us from Capitol Hill. Congresswoman, good evening. Thank you for joining us. Good evening. Thank you so much for having me. There was a moment, a couple of moments in the speech, actually, where the president talked about socialism. Do you think socialism would be a winning message or a winning position in 2020? for Democrats. Well, I think at the end of the day, it's not about an ism. And I think that that's what the, exactly the president is trying to do. He's trying to mischaracterize, frame, associate, because our policies are so popular, because we advance and fight for improved and expanded Medicare for all, which has a 70% approval rating in the American public. It's because really? we believe in at least a $15 minimum like wage. It's because we believe in the labor movement. We believe in the unionization of workers. We believe in, uh, we believe in the in, a, in an agenda, including a 70% marginal tax rate, which now even a, a very large percentage of Republicans have been uh, have been approving of. And so I think what he's seeing is that he's losing the war on the issues. And so he's going to try to go ad hominem. He's going to try to call names. He's going to try to distract. And we're not going to let him do it. We're going to stay focused on our message and our cause. Okay, first of all, Lester Holt. She's a favorite target of conservatives. Yeah, maybe because you go straight to her immediately after the State of the Union. Maybe that's why. Who cares what she has to say? They, they, they do. And then they rip other people for responding. She's literally the least knowledgeable person there. Yeah, I think that's inarguable. Um, um, if this is all because she's hot, is that it? That's the only reason. Well, you're, now you're going to start a big debate in the chat over that. We, she's we'll pretty wall-eyed. I kind of can't believe you're not into it. Uh, hmm. If you didn't know how dumb she was. Uh, I mean, as I've said before, she has her moments. I don't consider her. To, listen, she has a hilariously horsey smile. At the, at the what right, about those granny glasses in the, oh, in the right shots? I, I think she has her moments. I don't think that she's either hot or like hideous. I think she's just I don't know. She's just a, a person. If yeah. I saw her in the street, it's not like I ate. If I didn't yeah. know who. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess you could draw that distinction compared to. I don't know, Amy Klobuchar, Kirsten Gillibrand, sure. Yeah, is it just that, though? Is, is that she's kind of foxy and then she has social media appeal? Is that, or is it her underdog story? I, uh, their obsession with her? I think it's the, yeah, why is yeah, she I think so it's the hardline progressive politics. Yeah, um, but yeah. she, she mentioned Trump is calling her names. When Trump actually made that call out about socialism, he didn't call anybody a name. He actually articulated the philosophy of why this thinking is bad. Yeah, that, that was actually like was, on point Trump. I mean, he was talking to her. Yeah, but for her to claim ad hominem, I don't no, think that was all. ad hominem he, at he all. On, at all. He only addressed the um, the issue. He says we don't want socialism in this country. You might dispute the label of the idea, but he's not labeling you the person. He's yeah. labeling the idea. Yeah. We can talk about that, but it's not ad hominem. I thought that was garbage. Um, 
Anyway, to her point on the polling, because I, I, I know that you might be in disbelief, and actually so was I, so I looked at some of the polling uh, results that she's referencing. I'll get back to this Green New Deal polling here momentarily. But um, on this question, she said 70% of people favor Medicare for all. This is a reference to um, a Reuters survey, or at least uh, survey data in a Reuters article uh, recently. And it found 70%. Support, But the question is, would you support or oppose the following a policy of Medicare for all? That's all it says. Yeah, that's a biased survey question. It doesn't say anything about the costs associated with it. It's also sort of unclear. Like, what does that mean? Does that mean Medicare for all people when they become eligible at the age of 65, as is the status quo? Do you mean Medicare for all ages of people right now? What, What do you mean? So we haven't talked about the benefit. We haven't talked about the taxation. We haven't talked about any of the details of the policy. So I suspect like a lot of these hardline progressive ideas, they pull well when you give people like one, Hey, would you, Hey, would you like free stuff? Yeah, Yeah. sure. And do you want everybody to have a better life? Isn't that what you want? Yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of like, do you want duckies and ponies and unicorns? Yeah, sure. Okay. But the asterisk is like that. It's all going to be government administered at gunpoint and you must play (laughs) with the ponies. Yeah. Where you'll be, you know, that kind of stuff. That that's yeah. when it tends to become less popular. To the ra- I, I do want to be clear though, because she is, as far as reading the polling data, correct. Will will be interesting to see as the, as her policies become m- more more heavily scrutinized in the public eye. Will they be supported? Uh, her reference to fifteen dollar minimum wage. The most recent. Uh, polling data I can find is from August 2016, 58% favor, 41% oppose. I mean, that that is a majority in favor. I don't know that it's the overwhelming majority that she seems to be discussing. Uh, a majority of Americans do support raising the top tax rate to, 78, uh, to 70%. That was 59% in support. The Green New Deal itself, which we'll get into momentarily, is, a, is less popular. Uh, as of now, this is reported by the Huffington Post. Recent polling finds 43% support for the Green New Deal, 38% opposed, 10% no opinion, 9% unsure. And this is polling conducted by a left-wing think tank data for progress. So I, I'm definitely willing to put money on the idea that these things poll well based on limited description and appealing label and that when people actually think about the details, they become much less popular. And if Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez disagrees with me, I invite her to push the party into her platform. Please do. Especially this Green New Deal stuff. Like this is, it it is as if it is written by a child. Yeah, it's incomprehensible. And she doesn't say anything about the costs until the very end of that that blog post we're going to discuss. And she does that stupid thing where they say, the real question is, not how much it's going to cost is what is it's what is the cost of not doing anything it's like well that's not an argument yeah that's not that's not really an argument and also the status quo even if i grant your premise about climate and all these things the status quo is better than i don't know the economy totally destroyed i'd rather have status quo imperfect status quo than like fundamentally destroyed u.s economy so the yeah, cost of not doing anything might actually be comparatively beneficial. Uh, the live chat's been really funny about this. Somebody just said she has rabbit in the stew pot eyes. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Like a but, dead rabbit in a pot of stew with the crazy eyes. 
I don't think I, I, I'll have to Google. Is there like a known picture? Of this? I don't know that. That's hilarious. It really gave me a, an image. Huh. <laughs> All right. Um, let's, uh, let's hop into super chat before we mm, get into okay. the screen. New deal. Okay. We have Dakota Stanton. Oh, what? Never mind. I had, a new, I had a new song for you, but we'll have to save it for another time. Fine. Uh, Dakota Stanton. Well, now I'm hearing it. Oh, I, I paused it. <laughs> it should stop. Really? Because it it's, it's still gone. There did we go. it not there stop? We go. All right. There we go. We're good. Uh, Dakota Stanton. <laughs> Am I going to have to close this? It didn't. All right. Well, you, we'll you are fake news. Very fake news. That'll clear um, it out. Awesome. Okay. Dakota Stanton won't be able to see the first 30 minutes, but good stream. Thank you. Thanks for um, tuning in. Abed says leftist ideology is nothing if not consistent. Socialism doesn't work, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't support it. Uh, <laughs> Sharp breath scorpion blonde and I almost made love. Matt and his fake girlfriend got in the way. So later I gave Matt the best coconut cream pie he's ever had. Hi mom and dad. So why is Matt's girlfriend's name Peggy? Is he trying to tell us? She's not fake. She just goes to a different school and you've never heard of it. Yeah. She's, she's from totally Canada. Real. She's Canadian. Yeah. She's a stripper and a single mom with one leg who's an illegal immigrant. Immigrant. Yeah. That's yeah. what we decided. Um, James Brucey. Hey, Christensen, Frau Blount. Are you going to get into the Liz Warren high school yearbook story? She needs yes. to be nailed oh. for all of those pictures of herself in pale face. Beads and fire. Oh, I see. <laughs> we are going to talk uh, about her a bit. At first, I thought I th thought that was real. Like, there's a yearbook thing. No, we'll we'll talk about her Texas bar uh, card thing that she filled out. Yeah, yeah. Whovian Roxas I saw the Lego Movie two great movie, but a Lego version of Ruth Bader Ginsburg randomly appeared at one point. Unsurprisingly, what? the Lego version had more life than the real. <laughs> sure. Springheel Jack Murdoch Murdoch is beautiful. Murdoch Murdoch is base. Murdoch Murdoch is. Based, didn't that get banned off of youtube and it's been just so bad but you can still find the videos on youtube people is um is 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 the creator named murdoch murdoch or is the person making i've only seen a handful of these cartoons is the person making them still making them elsewhere or is it like yeah i think so in the live chat uh let us know uh b rye says and you should never admit publicly that you've seen <laughs> of course i've seen it it doesn't mean like <laughs> they're they're yeah they're highly controversial cartoons that i disavow like who hasn't seen it <laughs> come on um be right hey guys love the show i've got a friend in a corporate job where his company has just started to introduce unconscious bias training as a oh, white God. male what kind of advice would you give to him i mean the job market's <sighs> pretty good i'd say get a new job if you can um i mean the only other alternative if you're, if you're not going to get a new job is just to kind of yeah take it it depends how good the deal you have now is if you're yeah. willing to risk that deal go for it and i wish i could tell you always stand on principle fight it but the reality is sometimes you have a livelihood to protect especially if there's a family yeah, that's in true. play also those sorts of things risky as a white male to be working at a company where they're introducing diversity training because you are the person they're trying to edge out so, you know, it's not like you have great job security if you're a white male and they're and they're doing this diversity bullshit. The one thing you might be able to get away with if you want kind of in between is just asking questions. When you have a meeting on this sort of thing, raise your hand, ask questions. Don't. No, nope. you'll be public enemy number one in your company. People are immediately going to be able to. Tell maybe, but I, th I think then it's easier to it's easier to defend yourself and it's easier to have people defend you, too, if you're not 
like yeah. being overly aggressive and you're not even making an affirmative case. You're just asking questions. Yeah. Nobody's going to view it like that. But also you don't have good job security because any company that's introducing diversity training clearly doesn't care about meritocracy. So they're going to fail. Yeah. Every time. Uh, D white S a big donation, but no note. Well, thanks Thank you so much. JV dude, nine Oh six one happy Valentine's day to my favorite podcast duo. You two have kept my heart for another year. No homo. Ah. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you, crazy ferret lady. Greetings in the night from Norway. Look at cool. that. Um, maybe we should get a meetup going. Um, Mithrin, Locos Ojos Idiotic Cortex is now, of course, saying that we should not believe our lying eyes that the document she released was actually a GOP troll document. Remember, <laughs> yeah. she's totes a genius. And some of the media, we'll get into it in a moment, some of the media covered for her, too. Like, she releases yeah. this insane document that says, un people who are unwilling to work should be guaranteed economic security. And then people rip her for it. And they say, Oh, the Republicans have framed me basically. Like it's on your website. What are you yeah, talking what are about? You talking about? They hacked your website. What do you like? Is the same people who got joy, joy read? Yeah. Joy is that, Reed, yeah. yeah. Uh, Volate Denver meetup was lit. I genuinely haven't cool. met a less racist group of people. Hi, Nick. Fire <laughs> dogs for life. Favorite meetup joke. I'm happy to be paid like a white man. As long as I'm hung like a black one. Wow. Uh, we're all unemployable now aren't we gabriel lopez <laughs> american politics is more bizarre than ours this green new deal is even worse than our dumb leftist constitution it's very amusing to watch from the outside people like aoc advocating for a path for the path that keeps us third world that is the most hmm. truth you've ever spoken i think resident. he's in brazil right yes that's what he's referencing yeah um drunken autist really shouldn't be watching this have to get up for work in four hours but f it Ooh. this show is so great by the way greetings from denmark Thank you. You can watch it later. Go to bed. And thanks <laughs> yeah. for tuning in. AZ Archer. Good evening, bitches. I now have a perpetual headache from all the stupidity I've witnessed this week on a lighter note. Swedish Princess Blonde is the best blonde. Have a good night. And as always, keep it classy. I'm no Yona Yinton. Yona Yinton. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, I showed you to her and you were like, she's not as Oh, hot. that that lady. Yeah. Everybody check yeah, out sorry. Jonah Yinton's channel. Over, J-O-N-N-A. J-I-N-T-O-N. She's a fairy goddess, and I have the biggest girl crush on her. Mm. I listened to an hour of her ice music yesterday. I'm in love with her. <laughs> um, Rodzilla5332. It's a travesty that our first lady isn't on the cover of every magazine. She looked smoking hot at the State of the Union. She looked almost as hot as blonde. I like what you have to say. Let's <laughs> just do two more right now. Sure. Can't stop the scout. Who has better facial expressions, Peter Strunk or Cory Booker? I got to go with Cory Booker. On that one. Cory Booker's eyes are opposite directions. They, I, that, I, looking him in the eyes hurts my eyes because <laughs> it's hard to look at. They both look like demented Muppets, so it's a hard call for me. Yeah. yeah. Jay's not here. Matt and I once made love during an intense game of Foursquare when it was all over, and our fingers smelled horrible, and Matt said he was the big winner getting six matching balls, if you know what I mean. These Great are story. One is gayer Compelling than the and rich. <laughs> all right. I got a few over on Streamlabs if you're all finished up for now. Yeah? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike Donovan says, to both, opinions on a Ben Shapiro presidential bid 2020 or 2024, why, uh, and to Blonde, your upload schedule has been weak this year. Calling you out. Dang. Um, yeah, I mean, generally, I, 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 depending on who he's running against, I could see myself supporting him. I'm not... I, I mean, 2020, if Trump doesn't run, is Ben even going to be 35? I don't think he is in 2020. He's younger. Who? What? Uh, ben Shapiro. Oh, uh, you, I don't know. I don't think you would support a Shapiro candidacy. Like I for sure would not. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that 
it, it would depend who else is running. But I, 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 yeah, I mean, he'd be on a short list of people I'd support. Yeah, I could do that. Uh, Cameron says at the state of the union, every special group was acknowledged in one way or the other. Yet when it came to the accomplishments and plight of the founding stock of this country, not a peep really gets your noggin jogging. It is the, the, the parade of, uh, it's the same thing Amy Klobuchar did. It's like, look at my Amy. (laughs) I know it's just a bit now. The Amy Klobuchar, or you, are you, I can't tell if you're serious or not. I still, I, I've seen a picture of her and, and watched that video twice now. Yeah. And she's just a smudge on a face in my mind, just like Kasich. And then that other guy, the Hillary guy, what's his nuts? Tim Kaine. Yeah. Can never remember what they look like. Well, it is interesting. We talked about it on Wednesday. It, it, even the moment of Trump saying, isn't it great? We have record low Hispanic and African-American unemployment. Like, yeah, that's great. I'm not saying that's bad. However, why is that better or worse than unemployment for any other race? And by extension, if you'd say we have record low white unemployment, that would be hugely controversial. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Vicari says, no jokes. Thanks for all you do. You're shining beacon of my principles and reasoning. Keep up the great work. Clank. Well, thanks for for the sticks reference, too. I assume that's what that is. Is, uh, uh, Phil says, is Klobuchar's dad being a newspaper man going to... 2020s version of John Kasich's dad being a postman. Uh, here's to more. I had a blue collar upbringing stories during this election. Yeah. And L uh, one says, have you guys seen the story in the UK about the feminist woman who was arrested in front of her children for allegedly harassing a trans woman on Twitter? I have not heard this. I How did hear about this. Didn't she just call the, the person a man or something? She got like arrested know. in her house. Wow, I'll check it out. How is it possible to not see these trans activists as elitist bullies? Yeah. Is a backlash coming? Well, if it's gotten that bad, I would assume so. Brown American says Dems have submitted a bill, H.R. 522, the No Wall Act, that would block the president from declaring a national emergency and funding the wall. Interesting. I haven't heard that. I'll have to check it out. Uh, because the, the deadline is Friday. The government shutdown deadline again looms. Oh, so yeah. Friday. <laughs> I forgot about that. Attack Alpaca says, can I get a happy birthday wish from you two? I'm turning 37 this week. Well, happy birthday. Yes, I'm probably That's pretty old for age. this crowd. I, I don't think you're old for this crowd at all. I think you're probably right, oh, right in there. We've got people who we've got kids in high school listening to this show, which I yeah. publicly say you shouldn't, but they do. And then I know we've got, we've got people who are, I don't want to say old, the people who are advanced in their years. Oh man, I've gotten emails too. from like 11 year olds. I've gotten emails from 11. people in, in their 90s. Yeah. Was it Desmond saying, stop talking about yeah, me? Really? Yeah, really. I'm just a child. Leave me alone. <laughs> Birch Gold Billionaire says, today is my girlfriend and my uh, second year anniversary. Y'all have played a huge role throughout. Aww. Thanks for always keeping us sane and entertained every week. We always look forward to Blonde's big swing and dick. <laughs> And Matt's principled takes. We love you all. Excited for me. Well, thanks and <laughs> Thank happy, so uh, happy anniversary, guys. Last two. Roy says, I love dunking on AOC as much as the next guy. However, didn't we learn anything from how the MSM uh, help elect Trump? Uh, can we stop giving this twat waffle airtime? Yeah, I mean, there's probably a case to be made there. I think the other side of it is if her ideas are, in fact, polling as well as some of the polling suggests that they are, got a lot of work to do in persuading the public against them to the extent I consider them disastrous. So I can see either side of that argument. I'm going to I'm going to talk about the ideas. uh, But because I think I think the things she's talking about crumble under a little scrutiny. But I can see the point that Roy's making, too. Yeah, yeah. Anon42 says, Matt and I once made love on a monorail uh, powered by cow farts while AOC read her 14 words. Wait, I mean 14 pages. 
but it was censored by YouTube because they were unwilling to work. All right. Mm. Speaking of unwilling to work, that was Ooh. the big that was the big controversy. Thanks for that transition, Anon forty two. Yeah. That that was the big controversy about this Green New Deal. So, <laughs> it, I mean, we'll get into some some of the rest of the details about how insane this plan is. It's not just about like uh, reforming and, and restructuring America's energy infrastructure to be more environmentally um, environmentally friendly, I suppose. This is about like guaranteeing people a whole bunch of handouts. And what got her in trouble was, uh, was this particular clause in the bullet point summary that was released on her website we're looking at an archive version now because she deleted this from her website yeah so you she have did to, you have to find the archive versions this is the this is the controversial part so every, everybody's guaranteed all of these things a job with family sustaining wages family and medical leave vacations and retirement security high quality education including higher education and trade schools high quality health care clean air and water healthy food safe affordable adequate housing an economic environment free of monopolies and economic security to all who are unable or unwilling to work. Unwilling to work, of course, uh, caused a lot of backlash. Yeah. And, <laughs> I can't believe such a thing. So, so uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's staff really fumbled the response. They deleted this description on the website and they blamed other people. So one of uh, her surrogates claimed it was a it was doctored by Republicans, huh. even though she posted this to her website. She sent it out to various media outlets. Her chief of staff said the line was um, was a draft that was never intended for publication, and later said the line was regarding specific benefit recipients like retirees. I don't buy that. How does that Dude. make any sense? I don't describe a retiree as someone who's unwilling to work. I describe a retiree as someone who worked their whole life and is now right. Retired. Exactly. Yeah. So that doesn't make any sense. For the definition of retiree. Um, You know, as always, if something like, if you do something like this and you you are trying to get out of it and you have to commit to one lie, commit to one lie, (laughs) don't put out multiple lies. It makes it hard. And if, and if you're going to go down with the ship, then, you know, one lie, you have one opportunity to ride that lie till you you die, man. (laughs) Do that. Yeah. You like, yeah. The, the, the presentation of, of multiple ways out and just seeing which one is the most convincing. You can't do it. Well, and the ridiculous worked. part is that a lot of media outlets covered for his for her in this um, in this nonsense of blaming other people. Here's a headline now from Business Insider: Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and team attempt damage control after a fumbled Green New Deal rollout that included a line about paying Americans unwilling to work. Okay, fair enough. But prior to this, the headline read: Alexandria Ocasio Cortez accidentally released a document that supported um, paying Americans unwilling to work, and conservatives attacked her for it. That was the headline? That was the headline at Business Insider. Hmm. Yeah. So Business uh, Insider, really? Yeah, that was Business Insider, and there were several others that that did similar oh things. Oh my god. The, the the story was AOC is being attacked for a mistake. And it's like that wasn't a mistake. She sent it to the press. That's She's her pull fault. this girl card all the time, be like, everybody's attacking me. And besides, Ugh. I can delete this unwilling to work thing from this. This is still a fundamentally insane document well the irony about all of this is that most of these things can be achieved through the free market yeah i I, that's the thing is i'm not even opposed to like a lot of the stuff she's talking about okay sounds great yes i would love to have healthy food yes i would love clean air and water yes i would love high quality education and healthcare and all that do i trust you alexandria ocasio-cortez to 
<laughs> be the person managing all of these things to be the right. oversight? No, I do not. I don't think you know anything about any of these things. And these are not basic rights that everybody should be afforded. We can all agree on that, right? Well, it's interesting. I mean, this illustrates the concept of negative rights versus rights to stuff. Generally right. speaking, in the United States, you have rights, a right to be left alone. That's the general theme. You, a right to stuff doesn't really make sense because a right to stuff doesn't erase fundamental economic realities about right. scarcity and supply and demand. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And the Constitution was to protect our right to have self-determination so that we yes. can provide ourselves with stuff. Correct. That's the whole point. Pursuit of property. Yeah. Uh, you know, later revised to pursuit of happiness. But yeah, that's the idea. You have the right to um, to uh, life, liberty, and pursuit of property. And the, but the, you're not you're not guaranteed that property. You got to go out and earn it. You got to yeah. you got to get it. Okay. And didn't anybody learn anything from 2008? The attitude that people have a right to own a home nearly collapsed our economy. Like we, 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 this happened. People don't have a right to a home. Not everybody should be a homeowner. But I guess she's talking about Section 8 or some shit. I don't know. But <laughs> this is uh, so, some highlights of, of this proposal beyond just the, you know, the help for people who are unwilling to work. Uh, it will be the duty if the, if this law is proposed passes, it will be the duty of the federal government to achieve net zero greenhouse gas emissions. All power <laughs> will, will come from clean, renewable, zero emission energy sources. No timeline on this that I can see previously. She had said by 2030 recall the green new deal sets a goal to get to net zero rather than zero emissions at the end of this 10 year plan, because we aren't sure we'll be able to fully get rid of, for example, emissions from cow from cows or air travel before then. So oh, we, we're, we have to get rid of the planes and the cow farts, but we have to be reasonable about how to do this. Uh, we don't need to just stop doing the destructive things we are doing, like using fossil fuels or ener uh, for energy needs. We also need to start doing new things like overhauling whole industries or retrofitting all buildings, oh, all buildings, every building God. in the country to be energy efficient. Quote, totally, we need to totally overhaul transportation by massively expanding electric vehicle manufacturing, build charging stations everywhere, just charging stations everywhere, build out high-speed rail at a scale where air travel stops becoming necessary. So I want to be fair. We're not going to ban planes. We're going to build rail to the degree that planes are no longer economically viable. We're going to create affordable public transit available to all with the goal to replace every combustion engine vehicle, AKA cars, just no more cars. This as they is currently so exist. idiotic. I don't even know where to start. Now, the best part is because the natural question is of course, how are you going to pay for this? <laughs> and, and uh, as we mentioned earlier, she sort she sort of goes with this, uh, this line that it's not actually an expenditure. The green new deal is a massive investment program, not an expenditure. The question isn't how we pay for it. But what is the cost of inaction? And what will we do with our new shared prosperity created by investments in the Green New Deal? So obviously, the cost doesn't matter because one, we face apocalypse in the alternative. And two, we're all going to get very rich. We going to be rich from the Green New Deal. Because, of course, when has government spending ever been wasted or inefficient? I can't remember yeah, a time. And this California bullet train has been one of the greatest blunders in California history. I, I, I fail to see how she's even going to propose that we should be building bullet trains with, with that situation. Yeah. 
by the way, I don't I don't oppose any of these. I don't oppose transportation technology advancement or any of that stuff. What I want is people who've actually dedicated their lives and careers to developing this technology do it, as opposed to Alexandria Ocasio Cortez cracking yeah. the whips to force them to do it. And by the way, robbing from my wallet to make it happen. Exactly. This is total magical thinking. I don't. There is nothing specific about budget. I think in in any of this, I don't think she says it's going to cost X. Can you imagine the cost of all of this is staggering retrofitting it's, every building every so single it, one every single yeah. one it, it, she's not saying how we there's do not enough laborers of in the country to do that i mean imagine the task of doing that like how many years would it take even if funding weren't an issue right right and has she mentioned the new deal yet have we talked about that yet? no of course she's this is this is what she says to deflect from payment explanation too we will finance the investments for the green new deal the same way we paid for the original new deal world war ii the bank bailouts tax cuts for the rich and decades of war well that's the thing is i thought you opposed a lot of these things i thought you said they were bad now you use them as justification anyway with public money appropriated by congress further government can take an equity stake in the green new deal and its projects so the public gets a return on its investment we already know that investments in infrastructure create huge returns on investment the interstate highway system returned more than six dollars in economic productivity for every dollar it costs uh similarly investments in upgrading and transforming industry are a chance to grow the wealth of our nation dramatically um, she's talking about eliminating entire private sectors and making them government owned. And then she's yeah. acting like this is not going to accrue any kind of cost. It's insane. It's totally insane. I, and, and the New Deal was a massive disaster. This is this is what she's not realizing. You can't just you can't just create industries where there's no necessity. The free market yeah. has to do that. That's why the New yeah. Deal was a, such a disaster. You can't just create jobs. Where there and, is and no I, demand. Like investment is great. Sometimes maybe the government gets it right. Not always, certainly not always. But here's the idea is like, if I grant your premise about making massive investment and then enjoying the return on the investment, well, I'd still like the assumption of the risk to be voluntary. Right. The people who make those investments make those investments with their own voluntary understanding of the risk. They assume the risk. Therefore, they get the payoff if it happens. You can't just take people's money and then plug it into this regardless of whether there's demand for this type of service as you're describing and expect right. to get a massive payoff but but you're just you're forcing everyone to accept the risk regardless of whether they consent or not there's no more voluntary ele, there's no more element of voluntarism in this investment and that's that's the problem all the you, while disincentivizing the richest people to start new businesses in the United States yeah this insane tax rate it's like yeah. People have tried this before, this utopian nonsense. It's it's never worked. The closest way we've gotten to equality for all is through capitalism. She, I just don't understand how we're even having this conversation in the United States in 2019. What is even more infuriating is, <laughs> this of course gets a lot of criticism as being massive government takeover of everything, as you described. Like, we're just going to nationalize if not nationalize, at least heavily control the private ownership of entire industries and force people to retrofit their buildings and do all this stuff. It gets characterized as a government takeover, which I don't see how what else you could call it. But Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez goes on uh, Chuck Todd's show on MSNBC and says, oh, that's just that's mischaracterization. That's what the right wing likes to say about my plan. Here's what she says. 
one way that the right does try to mischaracterize uh, what we're doing as though it's like some kind of massive government takeover. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's not that because what we're trying to do is release the investments from the federal government to mobilize those resources across the country. So how do we get there? What? It can come that across a wide range of things. It you want me to stop there? Can we listen to that again? We need to release the resources release the, from the federal government to mobilize. Yeah, I'll just, let's listen. We're to trying to do is nonsense. release the investments from the federal government to mobilize those resources across the country. So, do you mean release the debt? I mean, what? What is she talking about? There's this huge stockpile of cash. Is she just talking about creating wealth? Is she just talking about printing money? I don't know. Maybe you'd have to ask her. But Chuck Todd's not going to do that. Anyway, she has further explanation about why this isn't government takeover. How do we get there? It can come across a wide range of things. It could be a Tennessee Valley Authority style uh, public programs, but it could also be public-private partnerships. Uh, it can work down on a municipal level. There could be some potential contracting involved. So it's not as though the federal government is going to wave a wand be. and say, we're going to do it all ourselves. Okay, here's the thing. Even if I grant her premise that maybe local government or business could be the people doing her green new deal nonsense. Who's going to make them do it, Alexandra? It's not right. going to be voluntary. You are going to be coercing, mandating people to do this. I don't care if it's the Tennessee Valley authority or I don't know, some federal, um, some, some department, relevant. federal department. I don't care. It's still the government forcing the federal government, forcing these things to happen. Right. And they would be owned and operated by the government in perpetuity. Or contracted out, I guess, but that's... Well, whatever. I, guess, I mean, it's still owned by them. Yeah, then the contractors themselves are voluntary actors, but the point is you still took everyone's money and are spending it regardless of what their will is. And what a word salad, too. It's like she learned 10 words in econ and she just manages to mix them into every <laughs> conversation so she can sound convincing. She literally not, did not say anything there about specific funding measures. Yeah. Actually quantifying any... This is a... Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars is what she's talking about. Yeah, but she talks about, you know, marginal tax rate on the wealthiest Americans. You could take the top 1%, all of their money, everything, all their and property. would not achieve this. Take their kids. You can't retrofit every building. I know. That's not and as possible. far as the reliance on fossil fuels is concerned, she's, act she's operating under this false premise that... We just don't want to do it enough, and that's why it's not happening. The person if there's that a figures buck to out, be made, yeah, yeah, the person that figures out how to reduce reliance on fossil fuels is going to be so freaking rich. It's if, it's just because we can't do it. That's why. We're, if someone made a not. car tomorrow that cost the exact same as my car currently, but everything else was the same, like it had the same power, the same performance, the same everything. Yeah. If it was the exact same cost and had no carbon emissions. I would choose that because I'd say, oh, well, that's, that's probably it's better. A, yeah. If it was a dollar cheaper, I'd probably choose that. Yeah. The reality is those things don't exist because the people who have devoted their lives to developing energy technology haven't got there yet. They might. And in fact, trajectory of human progress, they probably will. Well, I mean, be honest, but, even if it was a, a thousand or two thousand more expensive, we all probably would do that anyway. Yeah, I'd consider it. If, it. if it was significantly environmentally more beneficial, yeah, maybe I'd eat that cost. But what are our options right now? Like buying a Tesla? getting on Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's magical train. And that's the thing is like, I get it, Alexandria, in places like New York City, public transit is much more viable. In a place like where I live, you know, out in the middle of nowhere, essentially, there is nothing else but my car. 
Yeah. Like there's no, there's nothing to get on. There's no, there's no train yeah. to go get on. There's no, there's none of this stuff. It's just massive distances in every direction to go wherever you want to go. Yeah. You have yeah. to have a car. And that if, brings up another question. Uh, if people refuse, if people are like, listen, I have to drive out to my farm in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. I have no other way. So the government's going to take away your car. So you're going to you're going to get pulled over and, and ticketed an astronomical amount because you're driving your car. She's saying that she's going to make it illegal for people to drive their cars. This is going to cause a, an uproar. I don't like amongst middle Americans. Imagine being that cop, like in charge of busting people for driving yeah. cars in the future. Anyway, if this isn't frustrating enough, if you're not frustrated enough with just the technological impracticality, if you're not frustrated enough with the total skirting of the explanation of the funding and the taxation reality, she totally contradicts herself because remember she goes on this MSNBC show with Chuck Todd and said, no, 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 it's not a government takeover. That's a ridiculous right-wing talking point. <laughs> then she goes on NPR and, and the guy's like, well, you know, are you prepared to just give them that point and say, yes, it is a government takeover and that's what we need. And she says, yeah, yeah, I'm not afraid of, not afraid of saying that. She just totally contradicts herself. I, this is within the same day, within 24 hour period. She says this. As you know, Congresswoman, one reason that people who are politically conservative are skeptical of efforts to combat climate change mm -hmm. is that it sounds to them like it requires massive government intervention, mm -hmm. which they just mm -hmm. don't like. Are you prepared to put on the table that, yes, actually, they're right. What this requires is massive government intervention. It does. It does. Yeah, I have no problem saying that. Why? Because we have tried their approach for 40 years. For 40 years, we tried to let the private sector take care of it. They said, we got this. We can do this. The, the four you want me to stop there? That is insane. We have had government bloating at an exponential level since the New Deal programs. Acting like, like the private sector runs everything is, is not true. It's insane. It's a false premise. She's always doing this. Hmm. Sorry. Not enough government control, you say. Go on. Forces of the market are going to force us to innovate, except for the fact that there's a little thing in economics called externalities. And she what that again. means is that a corporation can dump pollution in the river and they don't have to pay for it. And taxpayers have to pay for cleaning up our air, cleaning up our water and saving the planet. And so we've already been paying the costs, except we. And that's not true either. First off. It's never been easier to expose companies who do that sort of thing right. on social media and otherwise. But also there are massive fines, massive fines. fines. It's not just strictly taxpayer money like we. OK, anyway, we have not been getting any of the benefit. And so what we're here to say is that government is not just for cleaning up other people's mess, but it's also for building solutions in places where the private sector will not. Hmm. Huh. I don't really think she understands what an externality is. Uh, I actually don't know the economic definition of that. So maybe well, it's like an me. unintended consequence. I mean, what she described was technically an externality, but I think she was using like a narrow definition of the word. And that what you said was true. People uh, in corporations, there's there's a huge incentive to avoid polluting because of all the environmental protections and the massive fines. You can sink a company if they um if they like dump something in the soil and a bunch of people get sick yeah not to mention people tend to hate that yeah they don't like to see that in fact sh a shaming campaign on social media these days probably be pretty effective yeah yeah uh i don't know uh w w i wonder what she would say about like flint for example too it's not as though 
that uh, that that business interest has been uniquely damaging in terms of people's uh, environmental quality or water quality or things like that. The government, there's reason to be at least equally, if not much more skeptical of of government. Um, yeah, of government oversight of these sorts. Probably of blame white people for leaving <laughs> I Detroit. Guess. I guess Detroit and Flint. How close are they together? Uh, I don't know. Actually, my knowledge of Michigan geography is not great. Mm. Anyway, in the interest of time, since we're already way behind, we'll we'll have to carry on. I mean, maybe we just have to be really quick on this Virginia thing, which is insane because there's a million things to talk about in Virginia. I know. I I don't even know where to start. I mean, I guess we should talk about this timeline. Yeah, I mean, where did we stop last time? Last we left on Sunday was just before, like around the time we were doing the stream, is when the news of this Justin Fairfax allegation first came out. Oh, really? The so first when last, allegation, right? When, yes. When last we left, it was just about Northam's blackface. And we we're saying, isn't it okay. weird that we care way more about this yearbook photo than the abortion commentary? So I guess let's go to this USA Today article and go to Monday, right? Well, I think like the, in the timeline here, Sunday is when the, Fair, the Justin Fairfax allegation comes out. So we should probably talk about this Dr. Okay. Tyson accusation first. That was the first piece of news. In this insane development. Yeah. Okay. Back so, it up. Justin Fairfax is the lieutenant governor who would serve if Northam were to resign over blackface, right. but he's not going to do that. So this yeah. first accusation um, alleged that this guy Tyson, or that, or that, uh, that Fairfax, this is the, the woman is Tyson, yeah. that, that he forced her to perform oral sex on him during the 2004 Democratic Convention yeah. in Boston. So what she said in her statement, what began as consensual kissing quickly turned into a sexual assault. Mr. Fairfax put his hand behind my neck and forcefully pushed my head towards his crotch. Only then did I realize that he had unbuckled his belt, unzipped his pants, and taken out his penis. Then he forced his penis into my mouth. And she said she was crying the whole time. Huh. Okay. So apparently she told some friends about it. Um, she contacted the Washington Post, I believe, in 2017, and they were like, we can't corroborate this. So they didn't. Yeah. I love the Washington Post. Well, we don't run on We don't run on yeah. Meanwhile, Blossie Ford gets the red carpet treatment. Remember, it was the Washington Post who first revealed her. Yeah, that's true. That was the Washington that's Post. True. Yeah. Um, and then later i guess we're not really going in, in order here of this i don't know if you have this article up um, i've got the the usa today timeline um okay are you on sunday so i guess that's when that happened the 2004 allegation then on monday fairfax denied the accusations um yeah. and said that it was consensual yeah so he admits that he had sex with this lady basically right. that's not disputed right. it's the nature of the consent uh, Tuesday, yeah. attention turns to Fairfax as Northam tries to ride out the storm and return to his normal duties, yeah. signing a bill to provide $750 million in incentives for e-commerce juggernaut. Nobody paid attention because nobody cares about that. Um, Wednesday, I can't believe that this all happened. Yeah, I posted a video week. Wednesday morning, and within five seconds, it was out of date. Because the AG comes out and says, yeah, by the way, I wore blackface too. The guy who's third in that line. That was Wednesday. That was Wednesday. The gov- the guy who's third in line. Third so in line. Democrat. Governor, Lieutenant Governor, Attorney General, Democrat Attorney, uh, General, uh, Attorney General. And he General had says, called for Northam to step down, right? Yes. And okay. then he thought about it and he realized, oh, I did well, it too. I did blackface too. So he publicly acknowledged he wore blackface to look like a rapper <laughs> during a party yeah. in 1980 when he was 19. I don't care about that. He said it's haunted him for decades, blah, blah, bottom of my heart. Sorry, sorry. Lick black people's butthole. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Um, <laughs> then there was outcry about this. Yeah. And yeah, I guess the second sexual 
assault claim didn't come out until Thursday. Is that right? Uh, later in the week. I forget the exact date. And I don't know much of anything about this one. Do you have the details on the second Fairfax accuser? Uh, yeah. She said, oh, it was on Friday. Her name is Meredith Watson, and she said that Fairfax raped her in a premeditated and aggressive attack while they were students at Duke in 2000. Right. Um, what he said about this, the one thing I want to make abundantly clear is that in both situations, I knew at the time and I know today the interactions were entirely consensual. So he so he does acknowledge sex with both of the women. Yes, but says okay. it was consensual. Yeah. And then there's a whole bunch of weird wrinkles to the way this has developed. Yeah. Um, Notably, and I was talking about this in video, but I find this to be hilarious. So I think the timeline was that the accuser, Tyson, this Dr. Tyson, the first accuser of Fairfax, hires the Katz firm, Blossie right, Ford's right, lawyers. Right. And then the Virginia Lieutenant Governor of Fairfax, he comes out and says, yeah, I'm hiring Kavanaugh's lawyers. Let's just let's just do a rematch. Guys. I know. I know. Let's, do, let's, let's do it. But with a Democrat really this time. Which I, I don't love. know how I feel about these allegations because I, I'm not seeing a lot of evidence again. I mean, I, I will say that they are way more convincing than Blasey Ford's allegations. I think the, but well, I'm not ready to to be like, oh, I mean, we still have the other. The other distinguishing them. factor is he acknowledges sex with them. The nature yeah. of the allegations is different. Uh, there was never a rape allegation with Blasey Ford. That said. I do not see evidence here sufficient for me to say that right. Justin Fairfax's career should be ruined or that he should be charged. Right, right. Or I any will of say of stuff. the Washington Post that you better believe they would have run with it, um, even if there was no second accuser, if it had been a Republican. Of like course. they absolutely would have. A, a white Republican specifically. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it doesn't matter. They view the uh the 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 black Republicans are Uncle Tom's anyway. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um Let's see. Okay, so yeah, the law firm that represented Kavanaugh during his contentious confirmation hearings last fall is representing Fairfax, and Fairfax accusers hired the same law firm to represent Ford. I just can't believe it. Unbelievable. So I, I mean, love I love peeping all the comment sections. I've been on Facebook just spying the comment sections of progressives arguing with each other about what to do about this. And I, in my unscientific estimation, it's like a 50-50 split. You have half the people saying, oh, Kavanaugh's way different because there were like more accusers or something like that. I don't so know that that's they, relevant at all. They defend Fairfax and then the other half wants to toss Fairfax under the bus. They, they can't, there, there are no principles at stake because this was all politics the whole time this just right. show, this just exposes it what we well the only the standard whole, we can have about this is is due process i think the of left course. has got to realize that at this point i i am not going to toss justin fairfax under the bus that said to the extent he's part of a party that has set this standard i enjoy watching them fall on the sword oh, of yeah. their own standard okay. i do enjoy that yeah totally um who's this other guy like there's a there's some representative who supposedly knew he's in trouble too yeah, or something uh virginia democratic congressman bobby scott he knew about these allegations over a year ago the victim came to him uh -huh. um this abc news learned of this and yeah she just like came to him and then she also released in the statement that she had told him a long time ago Okay, so he's in trouble for not saying anything, I guess. Yeah, apparently some people knew, but they wanted to protect him, I'm sure. Um, so Fairfax has actually called for the FBI to investigate him. He's whipping himself in a way that Kavanaugh would not. Right. Yeah. I guess that that you know that was he probably thought that was a good move because Kavanaugh was not was not going to do that. Um, he's saying that the two women's allegations that he had sexually assaulted them. He's saying, of course that it was consensual. I mean, this is different because he has admitted that the sex happened at least. Yeah. But in a, he said, she said, I, I can't 
just default to believe a defamatory claim about a person without evidence. Right. I just I can't do that. That's a that's a precedent I'm unwilling to set, regardless of whether I agree with the politics. So in Fairfax statement about the FBI, he said, as an officer of the court and a former federal prosecutor, I've dedicated my life to the law and due process. Consequently, I call on all appropriate and impartial investigatory authorities, including the FBI, to investigate fully and thoroughly the allegations against me by Miss mm. Watson and Dr. Dyson, I ask that all three of us be respected during this process. I mean, uh, that's good. I, I, I hope that that happens. But if you were guilty, would you do that? No, of course not. And I don't think that's part of the right to due process. I, I think fundamentally in a presumption of innocence is that there is no obligation to call for the investigation of yourself. Now, I'm not saying that he can't. What I am saying is I would hope that he doesn't support creating that as an expectation of the accused. If you voluntarily consent to that and advocate it, fine. But I'm very wary of that idea that if accused, you must call for investigation of yourself right. or be presumed guilty. That's a nonsense standard. So yeah. I hope he's not endorsing that standard. And he may, you know, he may be lying, but just know that there's no way there's any physical evidence of any of this. Yeah, could be. Um, it's impossible to know. Um, so he was removed of as chair of the Lieutenant Governance Association on Friday. Oh. Um, they just booted him out, which is, <laughs> I'm sure out. those are fascinating, entertaining meetings. All the, all the Shit, Democratic Lieutenant Governors yeah. of the country getting together. Sounds awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'd have nothing else really to say about this because I can't, after the Kavanaugh thing, I can't just be like, oh, this, this sounds true. No, I, yeah, that can't be the standard, but it is. I, I love watching the split in the party of who's tossing yeah. him under the bus and who's. Let's talk about him. Northam. Yeah, this 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 headline is great. He's going to focus on racial issues instead of resigning. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, he revealed his intention to finish out the rest of his term by focusing on racial equality. He told Washington Post again, interview published on Saturday. I mean, I'm I'm with his wife. He shouldn't have stepped down for for this. She was she was right about that. That being said, uh, I kind of love this situation because it reveals to everybody that the left is more horrified by blackface than a post-third trimester abortion, yeah, that, that, which is just that, infanticide. Even though Trump referenced that, the Virginia and New York specifically in State of the Union, that whole thing is pretty much an afterthought or an asterisk on this whole story. Yeah. Nobody cares about that. It's Nobody who cares or about what that. costume when. Yeah, I mean, and I, I read some poll, like, the black people don't care about this at all. Like, the only people that really care about this are white people. Of course. Acting on behalf of, yeah. of racial minorities. Um, right. He said, it's obvious from what happened this week that we still have a lot of work to do. There's some, there's some very deep wounds in Virginia, and especially in the area of equity. Well, last Sunday, I foolishly made a confident prediction about what was going to happen in this story. Gonna step I, down. I stand corrected, and I'm not going to make any more predictions because I never could have seen the crazy directions this story was going to take in yeah. only a week's time. Yeah. I what have did no I idea predict? I can't remember. Here. I don't know, but I, I have no idea what's going to happen here. I mean, maybe Northam does just ride this out and people kind of outrage themselves out and go on with their lives. Maybe that happens. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but I've got to say that, like, I just don't care about any of this black. No, I don't. I, I don't either. I enjoy the show, but I don't. As it stands now, I actually don't think any of the alleged offenses are sufficient to uh, to push a person out of office. Except for the infant, the supportive infanticide. That's I think that is thing. the one thing that should be questioned right. minimally, questioned much more aggressively. I mean, that who the there's no. Okay. 
There, the only potential victims, actual victims in this case, are maybe the the Fairfax women, but we don't know, and there's no way to evaluate it. The other for sure victims, where the law that he's advocating come into place, would be fully developed human infants. I know. In the cases he's describing, are out of the womb, fundamentally innocent people, as innocent yeah. as they come. It's a bunch of white liberals being like, "Oh, I'm so offended on behalf of my." black brethren but they're like oh fuck this baby just stick some scissors in its neck it's like what what is wrong with you people like how did you get so ass backwards morally that you can support this yeah and then it's it's just this we talked about this before it's like their hierarchy of offense at the top is racism that's just at the very top and then everything else is like yeah fetal murder it's just it's just racism is the most important thing it's crazy I don't know. And I don't know where this is going, but uh, we'll have to keep an eye on it. And we'll probably have to keep moving along because go for it. That's what we are going to have to do. We have to do what with blackface? We have to have blackface Sunday. Oh, isn't everyone wears blackface so it doesn't matter anymore? No, just you and I. Um, Oh, okay. I'm just joking. I'll never do that. The Indian was the closest that I'll I'll ever get (laughs) Yeah, you can pretend to be an Indian and not get in trouble, just like Elizabeth Warren. I don't know, but in 10 years, I don't know what the political climate's going to be like. I don't know. But uh, but the the odd uh, and storied presidential candidacy of Elizabeth Warren continues, and I assume is probably likely to die sooner rather than later. So. Yeah. Because, um, because on Wednesday, uh, the Washington Post published Elizabeth Warren's registration card for the state bar of Texas through a public records request on the card. She wrote her race as American Indian. You can see it on the bottom left of the card there, American Indian. And this is from April, 1986. Warren does not dispute its authenticity. She says uh, there may in fact be similar documents. She says, quote, so All I know is during this time period, this is consistent with what I did because it was based on my understanding of my uh, from my family's stories. But family stories are not the same as tribal citizenship. When a reporter asked Warren whether she would drop out of the presidential race, she said, thank you (laughs) and walked away. Here's uh, some of the footage of reporters asking her about this latest claim of Native American ancestry. Why did you list yourself as an American Indian on on this Texas bar application? This was about 30 years ago, and I am not a tribal citizen. Uh, Tribes and only tribes determine citizenship. When I was growing up uh, in Oklahoma, I learned about my family the same way most people do. My brothers and I learned from our mom and our dad and our brothers and our sisters, and those were our family stories. That said, there really is an important distinction of tribal citizenship. I am not a member of a tribe, and I have apologized for not being more sensitive to that distinction. The president has made the case that you've used this part of your background to get ahead. How do you respond to that criticism? Nothing about my background ever had anything to do with any job I got in any place. It's been fully documented and there's no evidence of any kind other than it had nothing to do. My background has nothing to do. Okay, so why was it on the bar registration then? I uh, I mean, she continues to fumble this thing badly. The one line that but she's how going, is she supposed to play this man? There's no way. For well, her you to can't go back. But if you were starting from scratch, what you say is, yeah, my parents told me this. I believed it at face value. That was stupid. 
However, I'm also operating in the sphere, which was like before this and additional evidence came out where it's like, it's one thing to say, yeah, I'm part Indian. Like my mom has told me there's like some Indian in my ancestry way back where that said, when I fill out paperwork, I've never put American Indian. And there's a strong possibility that I'm more Native American than Elizabeth Warren is. I've never put that as my race. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And, And by the way, remember that it includes like Peruvian or like Chilean. Yeah. Yeah. DNA in there. I, I'm very frustrated that she continues to defer to this, like, well, there's a difference between tribal citizenship and heritage. Well, first of all, the controversy was never about claimed citizenship. It was always about heritage. And I, I, the the natural follow-up question is, why is it okay to claim the heritage on, on obviously false premises? That's what you're doing. Nobody cares about tribal citizenship but for the tribes who you also pissed off. They yeah. care about it. Yeah. But the rest of us are just like, why are you Rachel Dolezalling this? Why are you, well, why are yeah, you the original The thing Dolezal? about her lie is that the only reason she would claim Indian heritage is to get a leg up in any kind of career. Like, yeah. There's no other reason she would do it. Yeah. And if the distinction is so important between heritage and citizenship, the only person who's blurred that distinction is you. No reporters are asking you, are you a citizen of a tribe? They're asking you, you claim to be native american genetically right your thoughts that's that that's been the question the whole time it was never this citizenship nonsense but for clarification from the cherokee nation such horseshit so this line she keeps repeating makes no sense and it explains nothing it's just for her to get that like minute or two of talking and then like a plausible way to exit the conversation while still having said something. You know what I mean? She has just nuked her presidential chances. There's just well, that, no way she's going to be first out. That's what's funny is this happens. She comes out on Wednesday and does this explanation that she's like, Oh fuck. I already booked the event in Massachusetts. And people yeah. donated to my campaign and I hired the security. All right, fine. We're going through with the announcement. We're going through the announcement. I'm announcing I'm running for president in Massachusetts. Now you might be wondering didn't she already do this? Didn't she do her little video? And didn't we watch the beer stream where she awkwardly slapped her husband's butt or whatever she I'm did? Get and she talked, she talked to Darth on the stream or whatever such nonsense. No, that was her announcing an exploratory committee. Uh-huh. This is her announcing her formal campaign. Way to drag it out, lady. Way to, way to hog the spotlight. Here she is announcing, and I had to include the, the clip of maximum pandering. There's some hardcore pandering in here that I'm sure you're going to appreciate. Here she is on Saturday. I stand here today to declare that I am a candidate for president of the United States of America. Look at that soy face in the back. You can't be blind to the fact that the rules in our country have been rigged against other people for a long time. Women, LGBTQ Americans, Latinos, Native Americans, immigrants, people with disabilities, and we need to call it out. Thanks, Triglypuff. Oh. I have a speech to give. Please shut up. I know. What about your out. And then look at who she's placed behind her for the optics. The blackest dude I've ever seen, a fat white feminist, and then soy face McGee down there. (laughs) What is she doing? This is just pandering nonsense. LGBTQ. No, yeah. I guess 
She's saying that because some of these groups have unequal outcome, there must be some of this phantom discrimination. The rules aren't rigged, okay? People choose different things. Yeah. How in any way is this country rigged against any of the groups you've described? There's no place I would rather be in the world as any group of person. Like any demographic characteristic, there's no place I'd rather be than right here. This is just classic victim mongering that serves to harm people because it tells them like, oh, don't strive for great things. Don't try to be the best version of yourself. The system's rigged against you. So look to me to give you stuff. That is harmful to these people. I think I think that's morally wrong to these yeah. people. I think it And like I mentioned earlier, it's super racist because yeah. she wants to enslave these people in this victim mentality that that truly does oppress them for for generations. The best thing any any oppressed minority community can do is to realize that they're being used and courted as a voting block yeah. and that it would better suit their interests um, just to work hard and not believe that any kind of problems they have in their life is because of white oppression. It's insane. Yeah. Then she goes to Iowa today and she talks about Trump and says Trump not just may not be the president in 2020, he might be in prison in 2020 and the crowd just eats it up. Yeah. Is about what Donald Trump does every day. There's a racist tweet, a hateful tweet, something really dark and ugly. Are we going to let him use those to divide us? You know, here's what bothers me. By the time we get to 2020, Donald Trump may not even be president. In fact, he may not even be a free person. Is not the only problem we've got. Yeah. Uh, Donald Trump like, is, the, is the symptom of a badly broken system. I love that. She says Donald Trump is not the only problem we have. And everybody's like, <laughs> what do we do? I can't think of anything else but my hatred right. for Trump, though. So I'm not sure how to react. Please direct me, lady, since the system is rigged against me. I, I know. And there's something so morally bankrupt about saying that Trump is the divisive one when she's using minority groups to gain political power yeah. and, and pit white people against minority groups. It's like yeah. some inception shit. And, and it is this, this leftist mentality that they accuse other people of that which they are doing. And they do it yeah. all the time. So, uh, yeah, I think it's fair to update your bets here. When is the, I think Elizabeth Warren can still win her, um, win her home state. I wonder what the date of the Massachusetts primary is in 2020. Oh, it's on super Tuesday. I think she's out before then. That's March 3rd. Yeah. I think she loses every contest before then. So I'd be surprised if she lost I don't know, Corey, I think Cory Booker's looking better than I had originally thought. Hmm. Did you see that CNN clip where they were talking about how he's like a single vegan and that's appealing to millennial voters? Yeah, I saw some articles that are like, is America ready for a single president? But he just claimed to have a girlfriend a few weeks ago. Girlfriend, you say? That's That's what he says. <laughs> Okay, uh, we're gonna we're probably gonna go a little bit long since we have two more stories. We got this story out of um, the the Muslims protesting the gay teacher. Do you just want to get through everything and then do super chats? And then uh, we got a little bit of hoax hate. Let's take maybe a five minute break. Let's crank out a few before we hop into the last two uh, 
topics. Okay. Um, Mithrin says, Kamalama Ding Dong Harris will go down in flames when the DNC presidential candidates begin their infighting, especially as they continue to the left. Purity spirals destroy everything eventually. Um, I don't know. I think that she's a really strong contender. She has enough intersectionality, enough hatred for Trump that it puts her right into that orange T-bone, right? Her Achilles is her aggressive prosecution of actual criminals in California. That's that's what the progressives aren't going to like. She yeah. actually put people in jail. Boo. Yeah, I think they'll overlook it, though. Hmm. I think her Achilles heel is that she's not black enough. Isn't she half Jamaican, half Indian? And was like I have born no idea. in Canada or something? No idea. Um, Boogeyman 917, awe and shake my head are both legitimate reactions to Crazy Eyes Cortez and the Green New Deal. It was like it was created by the onion. I know that's, <laughs> that's what I was thinking when I was reading it. I'm like, is she serious with this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maddington, Billy Madison example of the puppy who lost his way to explain the industrial Revolu- revolution makes way more sense than the Green New Deal. I know. Yeah. Cameron Herrick, hey, N words, I had to explain some American food to my Chinese coworker at a party. Apparently, I didn't do a good job because he's eating salt packets and mixing rice with chocolate syrup for dinner. You did a bad what the hell? job. All right. We put ketchup on everything. Mithrin says, uh, OMG, doubting Jesse reveals that you are racist and homophobic because something, 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 Trump something, mega country something, something. Yeah. My America is racist. I know. Eggy jet pilot. Jesse cares more about being morally right than being factually, semantically correct. AOC yeah. is so proud of her bro. Yeah, that's that's true. It seems like everybody in Chicago law enforcement and media, at least publicly, cares about that, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Catastrophe. A little donation for Blonde and Skag 3, whoever that is. Yeah. The old thanks. Skag. Yeah. Uh, Caleb Sparks. We'll be watching tomorrow morning. Have a great night. And as always, keep it up on my sanity safe space. Thank you, Caleb. Jason Takis. The Red Man Speaks with a Fork Tongue. Grave Avenue. Too long since I paid you guys for your great work. I want to say to my college folks out there that as long as you find one or two good pe- or one or two people politically like you, you won't lose your mind. God bless. That is mm. so true. Um, just having the yeah. show got me through four years in Seattle. Uh, Liz Fair point. P. But Jesse's- yeah, I am. Um, oh, sorry. sorry, I was gonna. The, the one thing I was gonna say is like I'm very much a like close circle of friends. Uh, as opposed to like big general group of acquaintances. Me too. You, know I mean? yeah. you just need the one or two, like he's saying, that really get it. Yeah. And yeah, I could, I, I can basically not deal with any other Anybody else. Ever. I've got like and my I'm husband, totally you and your girlfriend, and then Brittany Pettibone. And I'm like, all right, I'm good on friends, everybody. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, Liz P, Jesse's noose was a clothesline wire. It was not even a rope. These racist mega ninjas suck. Frozen bleach in a clothesline noose. For shame. I, I forgot about that detail. It wasn't even a quality rope. Come on. Jeez, that's going to snap if you actually try to use it. That's because uh, it was a prop. Macho Mam Tranny Savage. Check out the Warhammer 40K God Emperor Trump float in the Italian carnival. <laughs> it's a little bit of footage. Yeah. I didn't see it. This is the best timeline. Also, what do you think uh, are the spiciest takes or quotes that will come back to bite you both? Oh, man. Um, there's just... I've just ruined my life with the things. Uh, it's hard for me to think of specific examples. Well, Jack Conti is not a white N word. There's, I've said a lot of, uh, Matt said the 14 words. I said the 14 words family. on a Wednesday stream. Cause the, 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 you know, the stream, it wasn't, it's not that they made me. It's that I don't like the precedent of certain people telling me I can't say certain words. Yeah. So everything I've ever said, I stand by there's context to, but yeah, I've certainly yeah. said some things in a joking or other context where it could be used against me. Yeah. It's that racist tweet kerfuffle with me. That's that's what it would be. They try to resurrect that one? For sure. That was such a huge deal. Oh, my yeah. God. People were making videos about it for like a week. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. Um, and I apologize, which I shouldn't have done. 
Dang it. Yeah, and you deleted the tweet. Too, and I deleted the tweet. Yeah. yeah. That was a mistake, guys. Dragon Bear says that Illinois proposed law you talked about is one of many reasons that there is a movement gaining speed in Illinois to separate Chicago from the rest of the state for the Constitution. Good luck yeah. with that. Uh, let's just do a few more. Matthew Vicari, Matt and I once made love. I beat his ass and took his sandwich, if you know what I mean. You always <laughs> take the sandwich. Yeah, uh, you, last you, one uh, right now. I would have gone with yanked his foot long. That's what, that's what I would have said. <laughs> Ugh, how did you or yanked his six inch. I'll be modest. Ugh. Carry on. Hi, Mom and Dad. Uh, Ramsey's the great. <laughs> Even though Blonde's former domain of Seattle is becoming worse due to progressivism, at least the main roads are being snow plowed. Are they? I'm surprised. Wow. Not it's like, snowing, you say, in Seattle. Uh, yes. yes it is. Hmm. Hi, Caesar. Uh, well, let's stop here. I think there are... Oh, there's just a few of, I'm going to, there's just five over on Streamlabs. I'll read through these. Radicus says the people that are for Medicare for all wanting to, uh, are wanting to commit people like my sister to death because no Medicare scheme would pay for her $400 a month in insulin and $50,000 med for her traps, uh, fever disorder. Yeah. I mean, as soon as you hand over government paying responsibility, you hand over decision-making responsibility to the point, you know? So you would expect to see a lot of that sort of, uh, well, a lot of those decisions will have to be made. And at that point, you're no longer no longer the one making them. Redicus continues, I love how they published a plan that will cost tens of trillions of dollars and completely socialize everything, but we will totally be able to print our way out of it. Ask Germany, Venezuela, and Zimbabwe how that would go. Yeah. And then he says, uh, on Fairfax, don't ever stop your opponent while they are slaughtering themselves. Plus, the accusations are at least uh, credible this time instead of just 50 shades of fan fiction. I I will say this, and I haven't looked at the story that thoroughly. I haven't seen the weird inconsistencies that popped up. Like with, with Blasey Ford, yeah. That said, just because your story is plausible, I'm still not willing to to it's, convict a man in a in It holds more water or, than the Blasey Ford. Uh, I guess, yeah. but it's it's still not it's like not enough. Just a plausible like a, a plausible claim to me is still just a claim. Yeah. You know, I, I can't go that far, but uh, Jim says once, once again, another great show watched a video from Tim pool yesterday or today rather about the Dems wanting to eliminate AOC's district after 2020. If you get a chance to check it out, I will do that. Happy Valentine's day to both of you. Enjoy. Tim was on um, Joe Rogan this weekend too. And I haven't checked that out either, but super cool. Damn. Uh, yeah. He's uh, he's, he's getting a lot of attention these days. Good for him. Uh, Miles Kinslow says, Hey guys, uh, there is a pack called stop Pocahontas <laughs> to hound Warren. Well, I don't know if you have to commit. I don't know if you have to support that pack. I think she's destroying her own candidacy. Anyway, she stopped herself already. I hope the Democrats suffer for their stupid intersectionality standards. I think they will. Yeah, I think they will. I'll be uh, quick with this story just because I said the reason I appreciate it is, um, is the intersectionality paradox that we're about to take a look at, which is what's going on in Birmingham over in the UK. Apparently there's a, uh, a teacher over there named Andrew Moffat, I think is how you say it. But he's at uh, Parkfield School in Birmingham, and he launched a program called No Outsiders in 2016. There are currently five No Outsiders lessons taught to kids per year, each one covering topics to meet the requirements of the Equality Act in Britain. I'm not sure what the Ugh, Equality what is Act that? is, if that's national, local, whatever it is. But anyway, the lessons include stories about uh, gay relationships and marriages. Moffat is openly gay. The problem is, and I think this is the case, I say the problem is the school is now majority Muslim. I'm not sure if that has been a demographic change over time or if that was always or long, not always, but long time the case. I'm not sure when 
or how the school became majority Muslim, but it is. I think what I read is 98% Muslim students. So basically all Muslim school. And the Muslim parents are not happy about the lesson plan. So they, uh, of course, are trying to get the class dropped and they want the school investigated. Here's one of those parents uh, talking to news media about it. Parents come out and say that this is not acceptable. It's it's against uh, uh, the Equalities Act. We are on the side of the law. They are outside the law of the school. I think it's better if you control the placards and control the messages. We held this meeting, it's to do with no outsiders in our school. It's a program that's been developed at Parkfield School over the last four years by a gay teacher called um, uh, Mr. Moffitt. Mr. Moffitt's premise is that if you uh, do not uh, believe in homosexuality, you must be homophobic. On that basis, he's designed this program called No Outsiders, and uh, it's like uh, proselytizing um, uh, a homosexual way of life through it to, to young kids in primary school. That's changing our children's belief. We want the, the No Outsiders program to be withdrawn. We want an apology from, 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 the, um, uh, from the school, and we want the school to be investigated as to why uh, uh, this, this took place, because uh, a lot of parents uh, were objectionable about it, a lot of parents weren't consulted, and it was done in a very surreptitious manner. We're going to protest, and uh, um, we're going to try and get our voice out there and, and, and tell people that we're not homophobic. We simply don't want our children's belief changed, and we want our community ethos respected. Okay. First of all, I, I can't ignore the irony that they themselves are outsiders. Ah, uh, what are you doing in the UK? Um, that being said, I'm conflicted about this because a lot of what he was saying, I was like, yeah, (laughs) it's like, this is going to be like some blonde finding the silver lining in Muslim migration type moment. For real. I I mean, I, you know, um, I, I, I also like that this is happening. This is an obvious consequence of progressive leftists inviting people that are intolerant of their belief systems into their communities and then them taking over the community. This is clearly what was going to happen. Um, but you, I also kind of agree with them. The teacher says, uh, quote, the vast majority of parents understand that it's in context, it being his lessons, his uh, lessons about homosexuality and gay marriage. Yes, we're talking about LGBT in a small amount of lessons, but it's always in context. The context is that living in the UK, you can be different. You can get along with other people. I'm just teaching children from an early age that there are different families out there. And let's not forget that in some schools, there are children with two moms. So I see. Oh, no. (laughs) So so I see it that they're not being taught anything. All they're seeing is their family as being accepted. We want all children in Birmingham to know that their family is normal. And their families accepted and welcomed in schools. Uh, so as of now, uh, the, it looks like the course is going to remain. Uh, it's not going to be, I don't know, removed it's happening. or taken I'm, away. I'm becoming <laughs> a Muslim. Getting your burqa ready. Uh, I, I am fascinated to see who's going to win out, though. Uh, who? What side does a true progressive take in this uh, in this? paradoxical alliance that we've all seen for a long time and the choice between LGBT yeah. and Islam and Muslim, you, you really do have to pick course. a team and this is an exercise that illustrates that I'm I'm guessing that team Muslim is going to get 
most of the progressive support, but I'm not sure. No, I think that LGBT you think, is You think the other way? Yeah. I mean, I don't think that they can, like, what are they going to say to this? I don't know. I don't know, but this is the obvious consequence that that people who have been critical of Muslim migration into Europe have foreseen for years now. I mean, you, yeah. you can't just flood your country with people who don't have values aligned with yours and expect things to to stay the same. Oh, we're so tolerant. Oh, we, 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 we want to get along with people who are different from us. Well, that's not always true of everybody else. And by the way, I don't want to... Th- I don't want to toss these people under the bus too far. What they're saying, they articulated no, uh, you know, calls for violence or anything like that. What they're saying is, listen, they're saying a lot of things that traditional conservatives here would say, and certainly you would say, and I would probably say, at least to the extent I think parents should have choice. We have a problem with our kids being indoctrinated into a a certain sexuality or being taught sexual topics And I agree. And when your society becomes weak, and progressive like we're seeing now um time and time again the void is filled by a strong patriarchal society so that's yeah. just what we're seeing now like we are going to move back to patriarchy one way or another and if it's because of an islamic takeover then like <laughs> that's what's going to happen i can't believe I, I remember making the meme and it was like when 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 you're excited uh when you're actually <laughs> excited for muslim migration because the silver lining is at least then there will be patriarchy that was one of the best i mean i memes I, of I, I can't believe that i'm here but <laughs> yeah. when i'm looking at muslim societies and like some elements of them make more sense than our insane lactatia pedophilic Society, although Muslims are pedophilic too. That's, so I, that's yeah. I mean, that's an interesting choice. Would you rather choose hardline traditionalism of of even the Islamic variety or total laissez-faire nonsense? It's not even laissez-faire. It's actual indoctrination of of serious perversions. Like but, like, but the, they the also have stuff. indoctrination of serious sexual perversions in Islamic culture. Yeah, that's fair. And the um, female genital mutilation is, is horrible. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't want either team. I don't want either of those things. I, no, I, I mean, neither do I. But I also, I also have to admit to myself that like I'm listening to this Muslim guy, and I'm over here like totally understanding where he's coming from. I'm like, yeah, man, none of us want our kids to be indoctrinated with public education with this shit and, from public education. And I got to say, you know, you want to build healthy society and healthy individuals, both of which are very crucial. Uh, stable traditional two-parent households is how you do it now yeah that exactly. said i'm not saying that the islamic world is uh is fantastic in terms of of how Family they're doing values. Uh, yeah, right but but they at least do what believe they're talking in about roles though at least what this particular case is talking about that'd be more my team which is like listen i want parents to stick together and i don't want indoctrination in schools and and at the base level i they want they do parents want indoctrination in schools though they just want it to be of a, of different, a different variety, variety. i guess yeah. what i should say is i want parents at the local level to be able to decide that's what i yeah, want yeah but that's not what they were saying that guy straight yeah. up said we need to control what they're being taught in the classroom he wasn't saying i don't want my child to be indoctrinated at all he was saying, I need to control what my child Well, I believe, I believe in that principle at the local level. Now, if they're saying we want to control what all of the UK's children will learn. Well, uh, that is what they're saying. Yeah. I mean, or you, could, you could reasonably extrapolate that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to change, um, to change this host society. Uh, so, yeah, the grand irony here is that they are, in fact, outsiders that are infiltrating a different community. Um, but I also understand their perspective. Well, they're also disproportionate victims of hate. Let's not forget the hate because it's that time. You ready? Uh, I guess. Come back in 20 minutes. <laughs> and 
now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Or maybe it's a product of Trump's Canada this week because a letter was allegedly delivered to an Edmonton mosque this week. And it Mm. urged Muslims to close down their fake worship house. And just like the Bozeman KKK from a few weeks ago, they signed their letter, the Klan. And they referenced Canada's conservative party. Here's the local news report on this hate letter in, uh, in Canada. Whenever this happens, it's obviously very, it's, it's alarming. People get worried. For Adil Hassan, a hate-filled letter delivered to Edmonton's Marquez Ul Islam Mosque is an escalation in a troubling trend. The letter, dated January 30th, but delivered this week, reads, on behalf of real Albertans... Uh, Edmonton, Alberta. Oh. We would like to advise you that you and your religion don't belong here in Alberta. We kindly ask you to close down your fake worship house, adding you are a guest here. Don't overstay your welcome. It's typical racist bigot, bigotry that you that that, that we've we're starting to hear more and more often, uh, and we're starting to hear more and more vocally. Sounds super uh, which reasonable. Is concerning to me. not only for the Muslim community but for the uh, the city of Edmonton as a whole, for the province of Alberta as a whole. The bottom of the letter includes logos for a group that calls itself the Klan, and for the United Conservative Party. The letter also includes a line that says our premier to be Jason Kenney is going to take Alberta back. So adapt if you want to stay. Kenny was quick to distance his party from the letter in a statement saying to the ignorant fool who sent it, you'd best look at my long-standing and ongoing work in pluralistic outreach, including all races, religions, and creeds. Uh... I have no intention of changing that work. UCP founding chairman and candidate Ed Amar echoed Kenny's letter and even believes the UCP may have been targeted as well. Actually, I won't be completely surprised if um, the author of the letter uh, used our logo and the name drop to smear our uh, big tent tolerant party. Hassan wants all leaders to take this issue head on and make it abundantly clear that this type of speech is not acceptable and every Albertan should feel safe. The Muslims have been here for a long time. The community has been is, is an active and, and vibrant part of our Edmonton. Uh, and if uh, and, and mosques are, are, are a central part of that. Notice how the founder of that conservative party got so close to calling it a hoax. Who, by yeah. the way, is, uh, I don't know what ethnicity he is, but he's a brown gentleman. Maybe he is of the Islamic faith or, I don't know, Arabic or something. But he's not a white guy. Yeah. So presumably he has some sensitivity. I don't know. But Clearly but a I, hoax. I found, I found it interesting that he was willing to say, I think my party's being smeared by somebody trying to frame us. It's like, you just got to take that one extra step step, to say, yeah, they sent the letter to themselves. By the way, you'll notice the signs around the mosque throughout the video, uh, surveilled by camera 24 hours a day. Yeah, okay. So if you get attacked, check the footage. What's the problem here? And they say, ooh, well, this type of speech is not acceptable to you. So throw the letter in the garbage. They that's, should have that's made it, it meaner too. Like in Canada, even the hoax hate they're too nice. They're like, <laughs> yeah, kindly, just... please leave town, please. <laughs> yeah. About that. Yeah. When um, the letter did mention like we are white and we are Christian. There was like some racial element to it. But yeah. It, but yeah, there was no threat of violence. It was just like go. You know, I don't like your kind. Please go away. <laughs> that's that's what it said. Which even if true. I, I get it. Nobody wants to. Re- I don't want to receive a letter, but I'm sure I'll get him. Please don't send my P.O. box letters about. God, now I've just had a thought. Uh, do I want to give people incentive to send hate hoax hate letters to the to the P.O. box? Yes. Please, please don't do that. 
Please do that. <laughs> I definitely don't have a P.O. box available at mattchristiansandmedia.com <laughs> for you to send letters about how you want me to go away because I'm not welcome in this country. I mean, that's the thing is, even if sincere, sorry, that that is the reality of society like there's people who don't like you and want you to go away that's just the way it is there's people who don't like me and want me to stop making this show if i got a letter that was sincere and said i don't like you i hate your show i wish it would go away i'd go well i i don't care don't watch and i'll throw it away yeah and then promptly forget about it never to think about it again. that's what this guy has to do with the stupid letter but he faked it yeah i mean Again, I'll correct the record if if the ghost of Hitler put it in his mailbox. But this is all of these things. I went back and checked the Bozeman KKK thing. No update. I went back and checked the swastika in Missoula at the Boys and Girls Club. No updates. These stories just happen. Everybody virtue signals. They raise a few bucks on GoFundMe. And then the thing fades away, which I haven't checked yet. But let me see. Edmonton Mosque GoFundMe. I, I always have to check the GoFundMe. Um, I don't see anything this week so to be fair it doesn't look like they're fundraising yeah but that's only one the financial aspect is only one element to hoax hate we see people do it purely for the social credit points all the time people like attention they like to feel like they're victims um and then they want to use that victim status to gain clout in the community we see we see it all the time well we're already over two hours so we should probably get out of here we got uh Big stack of super chat, I'm sure. Sure. Um, Microkernel in Canada, at least until recently, we put restrictions on immigrants to make sure they produce net revenue for the government and public yeah. institutions. You can have a huge rate of legal immigration, but focus entirely on high skilled people. It works. I don't know that it works because then you end up with a, a massive East Asian population, which comes with its own problems. I mean, generally speaking, I'd be fine with that principle, but I think if you have held that principle, you're not going to get what Trump is talking about. You're not going to have that standard and then also have the most immigrants ever. Like those, I, I would think those are mutually exclusive. That is to yeah. say, upholding that standard would necessarily reduce. Right, right. And then we in. talk about it all the time on the show, but there's this question of whether it's even moral to take people's most skilled laborers, especially from impoverished countries. Um, but that's, yeah. we talk about it all the time. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, Dan Lopez, good news, Matt. SB 501 in Oregon was killed in committee last week. There are nice. still several gun control bills on the table, but that was the worst one. Thanks for the update. But, you know, the, the precedent is set too. They'll be back. They'll be back. You set, you set an insane bar like that, and then you come back with a little bit little bit of relative sanity later you say well look we're compromising we scrapped that insanity earlier now Um, we're back with something much more reasonable robert atkinson blom would you accept an iq test for immigration have either of you watched cobra kai it's a great show on youtube the social justice warrior stuff is even tempered i haven't watched it um as far as the iq test for immigration yeah it would be a better system um than virtually any other i mean if we want to get the smartest people but that being said, I made a video about this. Brain drain has catastrophic consequences in third world countries. But my IQ tests are culturally biased towards white people. That's yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> um, and IQ has many elements that are are difficult to to place to. Uh, downskated. I would love to be unwilling to work and get paid for it, which describes socialists because they're unwilling to have food in their stomachs and a comfortable life. But hey, you can have crappy art. There will be so much crappy art. Mm. John Doe, B, legal versus illegal does make a difference, even with same numbers, as at least 
allows us to screen out felons, disease carriers, Mexicans who speak Arabic and no Spanish. Outside. Yeah, fair point. There would be that distinction. But that said, if the only standard is not a criminal, you would still have a lot of the low skill uh, people coming over who would in theory, contribute to a lot of the problems he's describing because a lot of the problems, Trump, crime was only one problem Trump described. The rest were uh, drain of resources, uh, you know, the hospital waits, uh, all, all of those sorts of things, which theoretically would still exist, but maybe he has more explanation. Rational org, free stuff for Adam equals forced labor for Billy. That's the only way to make, um, sen- to make sense of socialism. The scales have to balance. That's true. Um, Austin Olson, Matt and I once made love. I gave him my hot beef injection in his brown eyed Cyclops. I'm sorry, mom and dad. I read all the super chats. Yeah. Sharp red scorpion. Hey blonde. You're my favorite. Please work on your channel. Thanks for black pigeon mates. Still gay. That's why I keep giving him a good stabbing. Uh, yeah, I know I've been doing other work the last few months, which I did mention. Um, but I'm, you know, I do this show and the Colin show and then and release. The show- Twice monthly videos now. Yeah. I'm shoe on head. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. She um, set the standard. I know. I used to shit on her all the time for that too. Ryan Glowacki, uh, when have you ever been asked to tolerate something that is super good and awesome? Fuck tolerance coexistent with my fist. Join the fight or join the feast. That's true. You never hmm. have to ask. Irish Nat 117. Hey, blonde. Why are leftists so triggered by learn to code? Because yeah. it's binary. But I'm ah, wow. Michael Lazari, since there are so many derogatory terms uh, with regards to men mansplaining, he-peating, I've never heard that one before. Um, there should be some for women. Gender-swapped remakes of movies should be called She-Boots. AOC is Bernie <laughs> She-Booted. <laughs> I like that one. That's a good one. Mithrin, ad hominem literally means attacking the person. Socialism is an idea, not a person. You cannot make an ad hominem argument or attack on socialism. Oh, ho, locos, idiotic cortex is clueless. That's true. Yeah. Um, Jacob says, I don't even want free ducks, must, much less federally enforced. Uh, they shit everywhere. Oh, did <laughs> I mention duckies earlier? Yeah. Puppies and duckies and ponies? Yeah. Yeah. Um, liberative. I'm going to start calling AOC donk- <laughs> donkey punch. She's just too stupid, nice rack, decent figure, dumb as paint. Pretty dumb. <laughs> Ryan F., what is the chance the infrastructure bill and paid maternity leave talk at the State of the Union are the result of talks between Trump's and Dems in exchange for full wall uh, funding? Could More be. More or less than a unicorn's fart. Could I don't be. know. I, I don't it, think that they would be persuaded by that. If, they, all, if DACA didn't get him, I don't think this I would. think this is more, I'm speculating, I think it's more just Ivanka-driven, man. He looked straight yeah. at Ivanka and was like, see, I did it. I did it. happy now? Yeah. Gross. Do you want to take some of these? Yeah, Alpha Josh says people uh, have to show ID to buy cigarettes. And Illinois has these temporary driver's licenses. They say not to be used for identification. And I always tell the Mexicans I can't accept it just to piss them off. Interesting. Uh, Alpha Josh again says uh, only cut these people a check if they were married before having the kid. That might help the fatherless home crap by giving incentives for doing things the right way. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be in favor of yeah. that either, but at least it made Because might... then it gives you an incentive to get divorced. Single moms are single moms, whether or not they Well, he's trying to eliminate that. It's by saying, like, if you're a single parent, you're not getting the paid time off thing. Oh, it's still if, too much. I thought he, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. It's still too much federal meddling for my liking, but at least yeah. you theoretically eliminate the incentive or the yeah. replacement of the father. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I bought, I bought PN. 
Uh, have some shekels, money grabbers. Another thing poll responders likely aren't considering is that government programs tend to have strings attached. Medicare for all would open the door for governments to dictate individuals' health decisions. Yes. I agree. Piers Lord Phillips says, "What's with blondes uh, coming on? What's with blonde coming on pre-braided?" Here's a few Aussie shekels that may hopefully convince you that your hair pervs, that we hair pervs deserve better treatment in the future. Do you braid on air? I haven't even noticed that. I must be yeah, too busy. Yeah, I do it when the live chat requests it. Oh, okay. I must be too busy talking about stuff to even notice. My apologies. <gasps> Aggie Jet Pilot says, I'm in the Air Force and they push diversity training and don't rate people training on us every year. Such a joke that the military keeps harping on this crap. And we wonder why we worry about our enemy. We wonder why we worry that our enemies don't fear us. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for uh, thanks for serving. Robert Atkinson says, "Hey, you missed my super chat. Maybe we, we did it. Did. I don't know, we, we or maybe we just got to it later. Thanks for later. supporting." Travis Valle says, "Hey guys, I'm off work tonight because Virginia weather is garbage, uh, as is its governor. <laughs> Have you seen the Pixar short film about women in male dominated workplaces? Has cringy SJW messages in foul language pearl on YouTube? I've not seen it. I'll have to check it out." Dallas Dinglewood says, when does the anti-BDS legislation hit Trump's desk? Uh, what was that? Caesar? Yeah. Okay. Short breath scorpion, Matt. Oh, excuse me. I burped <laughs> here, but he says, I farted on me. Matt farted on me when we were cuddling. He needs to learn how to be cute when I'm holding him. Oh, Sorry about that. so much worse than the other Agent one. Agent Flippy says, well, why don't you support, why wouldn't you support Shapiro for a presidential run, Blonde? I'm curious as to your reasoning. I agree with him on nearly every talking point except the Michelle Fields incident. I mean, whatever. It depends on who he's running against. I probably would reluctantly vote for him. I think, yeah, I mean, I... Uh, he has some weird blind spots as we all do, but I think as far as policy matters and principled consistency, I think he'd be great. Unless yeah. the question is presidential pardon for Corey Lewandowski. That's not going to go. Yeah, really? Well. That would be, that would be his, uh, his whole platform talking about <laughs> Michelle Fields. And I'm going to run on aggressively prosecuting Corey Lewandowski yeah. gang. Yeah, all right. Really. Giving a hundred billion dollars to Israel. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas V says AOC is proof there's no extreme too far. You can run to the left, but still be embraced by the mainstream media. Please stop calling her a democratic socialist. She is a communist. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can't, I, I don't know. I'd like someone to explain to me the distinction in principle between the ideas she's talking about and general communism. Do you believe in private property or not? That's yeah. the question that yeah. we're approaching with her worldview. Stan, uh, Ponzi schemers also called it an investment to their sheep and use the, uh, use those buzzwords for a group of people who hates billionaires as much as they do. They sure as shit depend on them for a great deal. Yeah. Fair point. Mm -hmm. Sappy Seaman, S E A M A N says, uh, have a drink for the boys killed in the, in the Fitzgerald and McCain. Uh, that was the recent, uh, naval incident what well, i actually don't know this that much about this Neither. to be honest I but should, there was a, there was a ship crash as i understand and i oh, actually was not sure i didn't know there were deaths associated until now so oh, i'm sad to hear that sorry. but thank you for thank you for making a shout out for that soko said i honestly hope she becomes president balkanization would happen within two years better than the slow drip of gop <laughs> capitulation yes yeah, she is the accelerationist collapsitarian candidate yeah for sure john doe says if they can seize my bump stock at a whim then yeah they can seize your car just a problem of scale agreed the precedent is there yeah. the government yeah. has decided that your legally owned property is harmful therefore yep. get rid of it 
Priestess of Keck, rebuilding everything without internal combustion engines or farm animals would take longer than the U.S. has <laughs> existed so far. I yeah. know. Uh, R-Z-E-D-W. There's a Q in there, too. Taxing regulating cars so hard that rural people can't afford to drive their daily errands is the thing that started the Yellow Vest riots in France. Good yeah. luck with that. That is exactly true. Yeah, fair exactly point. True. Who does it harm but the, the but the poorest? People yeah. with the least means. People who are driving their like rundown 1980s Lower Buick. middle class white people. That's who yeah. this is going to harm. Jared Tang, got my friend to watch your Covington coverage. She's into politics, or she's not into politics, but we share some principles, and i never seen her so bewildered hmm. in my life. I also emailed some art a while ago. Should I resend it? I'm sorry. Um, we I must have not dropped it. it. We might have yeah. missed it. Yeah, go ahead and resend it. Um, Chiway says, AOC is a product of everyone gets a trophy schooling because she always got a prize whenever she failed. She has never had to learn that she's an idiot. Yeah, that's it's a pretty girl symptom. Like, oh, wow, you're so smart. I mean, I like your boobs. Uh, Scott Graham says, on a scale of one to Covington kids, how racist are you, Matt? <laughs> Frankly, I'd put you a full Covington kid racist. I'm appalled and await your apology. Keep waiting. So on a scale of one to Covington kids, I would say blonde <laughs> is like baseline middle ground. So maybe I'm blonde minus two. Blonde is that, minus two. Is that <laughs> fair? <laughs> on the official scale. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, thank God my husband doesn't watch the show. John yeah. Doe says leftist tears are the best lube. Gross. Wow. The Jagacon. Does AOC realize how much the government has polluted it and covered it up? Camp Lejeune is a perfect example. I don't know of this. I don't know about the scandal, but there's plenty of examples. At least I don't know the details, but there are plenty of examples like we were talking about where government has been behind massive environmental contamination. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand this, this attitude that they just want to trust government blindly. No. It's insane. Rachel Jane, maybe I missed you talking about it, but you guys see AOC addressing Congress this week. It was pretty comical. And Mr. Reagan does a good breakdown of it. Anyways, have a good evening. Yeah, we did Mm -hmm. talk about it, Rachel. Um, well, we didn't get into her addressing Congress. There was something else. I don't, I don't oh, know what I thought that was she about. just meant the, the interviews. Yeah, um, so I'll have to check that out. But Rodzilla 532. Matt and I once made love. He revved my combustion engine and I released my resources. <laughs> and Matt took all of my investment. If you know what I mean, we do. And it's super gay. John Doe, Thank Matt you. and I once made love. It was not consensual and he can't prove otherwise. Give free stuffs <laughs> okay. to me. John Doe, is it okay to murder an 18-month-old if he's wearing blackface? <laughs> fair question. If it's a drag the, baby, that is a fair question. Yeah, this is a, <laughs> this is a predicament just like the, the situation in Birmingham. Oh, I bet the memes are going to be good on that one. Darth Crypto, Matt, AOC, and I once made love. We had to run a magical super train on her because all was we all have to do our part. An airplane was a no-go. That's a kind of safety position. I emailed you. You need a crypto plan. Bad. Synapse uh, 8. About crypto, we do have we both have Bitcoin accounts set up, and um, and I I noticed Subscribestar is accepting like recurring crypto contributions. Very good. You have to actually be out of the U.S. currently, but I think they might be working on it so they can. There's some U.S. regulations that banned them from doing this, but yeah, um, to the extent that crypto is an option people want, I'm looking to implement it as much as I can. Just give give us a little time. Um, Sinak 8, have you heard of the theory that the reason why Joe didn't go hard on Jack uh, because Twitter paid $30,000 to his show? It was the it was his app, right? His cash app or something like that. I did uh, hear Joe mention this on Sam Harris. Too. I, I, I heard that I too. That. I don't know, man. I, I didn't don't know what he was talking about. I, I just, I don't think Joe, I mostly buy his explanation that he didn't go into this as prepared as he probably should have. I listened to his explanation on Sam Harris on the Sam Harris show. I would rather attribute to, I don't want to, generally the rule is don't attribute to malice what you can attribute to stupidity. I'm not saying Joe was stupid, but I'm more comfortable with the explanation that he just rolled into this too lazily, too unprepared. 
and that's yeah. the result. Well, I, I think you'll be able to judge this by what happens on the follow-up podcast. If you get another... Which is when? He said it's going to happen sometime soon. So, when did and, he release the Joe or with um, Sam Harris? Was that today or two days ago? Oh, no. It was a, I listened to it a few days ago. Oh, okay. So it's been a couple of days. Um, nonpartisan media. Thank God we had this blackface scandal that came out right after the abortion laws to take everyone's mind off the new baby killing factory. Not saying it was all planned or anything. Yeah, I, I'm willing to entertain that. Uh, hmm. Robert Monroe. Matt and I once made love when I had too much milk. When I came, I tried to shoot my semen as far as I could, but Jesus. I shot diarrhea. Wow. Uh, thank you. Aaron Floyd, you guys are so gross. To power one advertised city, you would need around 10K wind turbines. It takes two to six months to produce a single turbine. Is it even possible to produce the number required to power America in 10 years? I don't think so. I Probably agree. not. Mithrin. Liwatha and the DNC um, constantly bring up the victim mentality to make sure the minorities stay firmly in place on the Democrat plantation. See laws, fugitive slave mm. and war, civil war for the for their history. Um, you want to take over? Winter Wolf says an anime channel here on YouTube, Lost Pause, has been just uh, has been accused of being a Nazi for defending someone. He's joined the ranks of JonTron, Chris Raygun, PewDiePie. I raised my root beer in your honor. I'll have to check it out. I'm not familiar, but yeah, it sounds like a familiar fact pattern. John Doe, everyone mm -hmm. says it's not. Uh, what's the term? Liawatha? Is yeah. that no? It's Focahontas. Get it together, people. Gotcha. Liawatha, I guess. Li oh, Liawatha. Oh, I see. I see. I didn't pick up. Yeah. Liawatha for Elizabeth Warren. Semper Ad Meliora. AOC's communist plan is an opportunity to educate those lost souls that were fed lies in college. Socialism only spreads when we're afraid to question it. Learn the facts, speak up, and people will turn away from it. Sounds like a good philosophy to me. Scott Graham says, I don't understand... Uh, being that America is such a profoundly racist place, why would Warren claim to be Native American? Answer is she's a courageous woman who's willing to tell the truth. You lose. Yeah, fair point. If like she she even said the system is rigged against Native Americans in her speech that we the announcement speech she that was one of the groups dropped in the list of people that she's pandering to. Fair point. If you believe the system is rigged against Indians, why would you claim to be Indian when you could much more plausibly claim to be white? I know. Yeah. A great, uh, great question for a reporter to ask her, but they never will. Fat Hooligan says, loved Rob Lowe's joke about Elizabeth Warren bringing new meaning to Commander-in-Chief. Too bad he caved and deleted the tweet. I didn't hear about that, but that's a good one. Shauna Thornton says, Kamala's Achilles heel is that she's married to a white man. Pro-blacks don't like swillers. Swillers? Oh, swillers? huh. What's, is, what, I've never heard that term before. I assume, I assume it's a, a slur of some kind. I've never Swill heard it either, but I did not know she was married to a white guy. John Doe says, never apologize. Commit to the lie, as Blonde says. USC Gamecox says, I've been curious for a while. What is your opinion of Tommy Lahren? Great work from Brooks. Well, thanks. Um, Real I hot. Don't know. Pretty dumb. Yeah, I mean, I, I have neither admiration nor hate. I, I, I just, it's very rare that she says something so profound that I think, wow, that, that, yeah, really I mean, I think we all can agree that she's a but... stone cold fox, though. Yeah, well, but to credit her, you and I can come together on this one. Yes, no debate there. Like solid nine. Yeah. Well, are we are we talking like politician nine? Are we no, I'm like, like everyday nine. <laughs> no, she's no, like no, of a, a real hot lady. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Darlene Kate says, enjoying the implosion and cannibalism of the left. I think Tim Pool is being pushed to the right, kicking and clawing. Keep up the good work. 
You help keep us sane. Uh, you help keep our sanity and hope all three channels. Your resident female boomer. Well, thanks. I know Tim is definitely, I think he would say himself, he's on a little bit of an intellectual journey, and I, I hope that it continues. Yeah, over to the fashy side. Come on. <laughs> Synapse says, uh, Cortez thinks the economy is a game show named Win Ben Stein's Money. Ben says, bitch, please. In reality, it's the price is right, and Bob Barker says the price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, Matt Fields says, I, for one, welcome our Sharia overlords. There's only one gender. Women are property. Yes, I'm joking. Love you guys. God bless you both. P.S. Matt and I had never, have never, ever had sex. That's fucking gay. Gay? Thank you. Uh, far too hard. Gays beat Muslims, but Muslims, <laughs> but Muslims beat gays. Uh, yes, you get a rim shot for that one. Uh, Scott Allen says, I was at two Senate fundraisers this weekend and I was struck by a point that needs to be hammered on. Every argument going on now is anti-enlightenment. Someone needs to defend the enlightenment. Interesting. I'd have to hear more. Um, but yeah, if you want to send me an email about what your experience in the, in Congress was like or in the Senate, uh, go ahead. I'd like to hear about it. Agent Flippy says, Matt, would you agree or disagree that gay marriage is no longer a huge issue among conservatives? This includes old school conservatives that are more likely, more than likely Christians. I believe most have conceded the issue. I think the polling suggests that. Yeah. And most conservatives I know don't have a problem with it. A lot of people still have a problem with how it came to be the Supreme Court. And I think that decision is bunk as well. Yeah. But that said, I don't know anybody who's like adamant against it to the extent that they like want to i don't know like they want to punish gay marriage or like punish gay people for being in a gay relationship or something like that um raynor chen says watched pewdiepie's review on the movie starship troopers and it's and i started to understand why he had the guts to stand up to the mob he is more than 10 tyler oakley's deeper than crybaby lily cringe uh, well thank you uh jval jval 90 says the map the Malays facing Western civilization often started with wars within Christianity. Moralizing Christians looked very SJW-esque. The biggest problem seems to be feminization of goodness, in my opinion. Interesting. Uh, sounds like a, a, a good philosophical essay, essay. The feminization of goodness. You got a title there. The Mighty Sumo says, that mosque is literally blocks away from me. No one who isn't Muslim cares that there's a mosque in the area. I hadn't even heard about this issue until you guys brought it up. Yeah, that sounds like that the sounds Canadian right, yeah. explanation. Uh, uh, if, you, if you're good to go, I need a reload. Yeah, um, Keaton Matthews says, so will the Blonde Fuhrer be a costume for this year, Blonde? Please, please, I'm giving you my money. Please, cosplay. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, at this point in time, like... I'm never going to be able to get back into the workforce. <laughs> you might as well. I might as yeah. well. Yeah. Thoughts and blogs regarding the UK story. How long before a gay teacher is attacked or killed by a Muslim? I certainly don't want this to happen, but it's naive to think that peaceful coexistence will mm. continue. Yeah. I'm surprised this hasn't happened earlier. Frederick Godzilla Menkin says Quebec just signed all immigrants. Um, uh, have to be able to speak the language and share common heritage and cut back on immigration, but nothing for the rest of Canada. Trudeau is French. Go Huh. Interesting. I'll have to look at that. Drunken autist. Hi again. Just wanted to say still here. My boss is going to kill me, but thanks for a great <laughs> show. Uh, Caesar. Oh my God. Um, Jer He's What's so he doing? Mean. Attacking He's you? attacking me. Like, don't pet me. Um, Jeremy Lashenko. The point on Trump's speech is that illegal immigration is much more significant numerically than legal, legal immigration. Even if we increase legal immigration, uh, 50% and ended illegal, we'd be better. 
Yeah, I guess better than status quo, but the immigration status quo is dumpster fire, basically. So I I guess point taken, I'd still prefer not on fire dumpster to dumpster fire. But yeah, doesn't matter. Beauty and the Beta Denver shout outs. Great show. Losers grab onto those shekels and hold on for dear life. Mm. Real reasons. Dick Masterson on YouTube has just set up a Patreon alternative. You have to contact him personally to sign up. We got like a million other ways going. Yeah, I mean, I'm open to it, but. But yeah, I mean, if there's people who, if there's a big demand for it, email me and uh, I can, I can probably arrange that. Spankard Channing, the LGBTQ will win the UK because of the left's hatred for religion. That's mm. probably true. But even the Muslim religion? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we're good on this end. I got one more from John. AOC is a great example of the Dunning-Kruger effect. Eventually the media is going to have to call her out. She pulled this BS claiming the GOP is making things up before. That's right with Ali Stuckey. Like with Ali Stuckey. Yeah. Uh, oh, I have one more. Uh, Shauna Thornton. The term swiller or swiler is reference to black people who race mix. It's from swirl ah, swirl oh. ice cream. And that's. Is it swirler then? Is that the term? I've never heard this before. I have no idea. Okay, maybe that's the term. I don't know. Anyway, we got to get out of here. We're we're way over time. Holy cow, we're no, almost at two. I got and a, a hungry hours. husband. I'm sure. And I'm I'm hungry too. So let's get the hell out of here. Thanks everybody for hanging out uh, and super chatting and live chatting and keeping us in touch with the facts. Generally, if you're listening later on YouTube uh, or on an audio platform on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Remember, there's more material, including the Colin Show uh, and other interviews we've done on the audio platform. So check those out. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. They're all linked conveniently in the description. You can always email us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. And if you'd like to find all the content and uh, convenient contacts for us and a way to support the show and support us individually, remember the new website is at mattchristensenmedia.com, where there is also a P.O. box where you definitely shouldn't send me hate letters like the Muslim, like the mosque in Alberta. I don't want any of those until then. We'll be back uh, next Sunday because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not meet the press. It's beauty and the beta. Bye guys. See you then.